Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? It is the Migs Cash. My name is Steve Migs. I'm flying solo at this very moment because we don't have the Rev. We don't have Glenn. This is a special episode of the Migs Cash. This one's for all the wrestling fans. We're going to fulfill the wrestling quota in one episode for the entire year because we're going to get real nerdy about independent wrestling. I've got my friend James Gilmer. He is the founder, the creator, the man who's putting together Defy Wrestling, their first indie wrestling show, Defy One, happening at the Washington Hall on January 13th. And that's going to be a great time. I'm going to be the ring announcer. I'm very pumped about being a part of Defy Wrestling. This is going to be a real cool experience for me. Something I've always wanted to do. And um, I'm, I'm in great hands. James is a brilliant, brilliant wrestling mind. And I'm excited to chat with him. Plus, if you never heard my interview with Shane Strickland, he's on the main event. He's taking on Cody Rhodes. Shane Strickland, known as Killshot in the Lucha Underground world. He'll be taking on Cody in the main event at Defy One. So we'll chat with Shane Strickland as well during this podcast. So like I said, if you're not a wrestling fan we'll see you next week i totally understand but this is uh, one for all the wrestling fans that have ever been curious about putting together an independent wrestling show james has some great stories and uh, let's just jump right into it my conversation with james gilmer from defy wrestling Day problems of the pro wrestling fan right yeah it's yeah sort of like too ha- much content <laughs> too much content <laughs> How am I going to watch it when I have a wife? (laughs) And, you know, like if this was a hundred years ago, it'd be like, um, you know, I just lost an arm, you know, while, while, you know, out, out in the wilderness, you know, logging for, for 24 hours straight. And now we're like, ah, I don't have enough time to watch my raw. (laughs) We're going to see Sasha Banks' entrance. I'll always find time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we just started the recording. <laughs> hey, I'm here with James Gilmer. James, is it James or Jim, man? Which one do you prefer? Uh, Jim. Jim. Jim's okay. Good, yeah. yeah. I never know. I don't know if we. I feel like we we don't have to be professional with each other anymore since we're part of a team, and that team is Defy Wrestling. Yeah. Well, you know, Migs, you can call me whatever you want. Okay. Just All right. To, just to put that out there, Jim Dog. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jim Dog 2000. So uh, for those that are listening, uh, this, obviously this is the mix catch. A little bit different than usual. Usually I have the Glenn and the Rev, and we always say I've jokingly called it a wrestling podcast for a long time <laughs> because it started off as a wrestling podcast that I realized rather quickly I could bore myself talking about wrestling, so I don't want to bore others. And, and and there's way more talented wrestling podcasts out there. I was like, you know, from GP to Sam Roberts to my boys in the Jobbing Out podcast, sure. and recently I've been and we're talking about. Not finding enough time to watch enough wrestling. Yeah. We were talking before we started, and I think you caught a little bit of it in the beginning of this. Um, I'm not finding now enough time to listen to all the wrestling podcasts I love. <laughs> From now the Masked Man one on The Ringer with David Shoemaker to it's, it's hard. Bruce Pritchard's wrestling podcast, Something to Wrestle With. He has one? Oh, Jesus. You have to listen. See, that's the thing. Here I am. There's too many of them. <laughs> you can't keep track of them. There's too many. I'm going to tell you. Take a break from the other wrestling podcasts. 
and just look at just look it up. It's something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. It's hosted also by a guy by the name of Conrad Thompson, who mm. Conrad he is an incredible interviewer, and he, all he does is interview Bruce Pritchard every week. <laughs> and I mean, it's uh, to the point where like I'm questioning how I do my interviews, and it's right. like it's such a testament to how talented Conrad is. Yeah, like he makes that. I mean, Bruce Pritchard's very entertaining. Brother Love. I mean, I'm sure a lot of old school wrestling fans remember, but Bruce. And Conrad are phenomenal together. And what they do is, unlike other podcasts where, like, my favorite wrestling podcasts are the ones they talk a lot about what just happened on Raw, or SmackDown, sure. or the pay-per-views. Yeah, right. They pick, like, a random topic that people always want to know about, like the mega powers from the start to the end, because Bruce Pritchard was there. And oh, they do, wow. And they just break down one subject about wrestling for a good two hours. Wow, and just get deep. Super deep. Wow. Like from Royal Rumble 97 or mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania whatever, 10. Mm-hmm. Like what happened? Why did this happen? The Ultimate Warrior. Like they, they just specify on one you know, topic and then they just go hardcore from Sonny being in the WWF. And oh, that's crazy. It's And it's great hearing his... Uh, the, one of the best ones, oddly enough, was they did a two-parter because it was so good um, on TNA Wrestling. Oh, wow. The, the rise and fall and mm-hmm. just, it makes you realize, and, and someone like yourself, and we're obviously going to talk a lot about the world of independent wrestling. I mean, you really learn, a, you probably walk away with a lot of tips on what not to do. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's unreal. Like if you, if you have a couple hours, I would say start maybe with that one, but any of the ones are really good. If you're a hardcore old school wrestling fan like myself, grew up in the 80s. This the Bruce Pritchard podcast is I can't I can't suggest it enough. I know like even Sam Roberts has gone on his podcast to talk about how great okay. it is. It's yeah. like it's a wrestling fan's nirvana. That's awesome. I like the idea of that because considering we were just talking about how hey um, you know <laughs> we are not caught up on this stuff, right? So you're listening to Sam's show or yep. whatever, and and you're like, well, I don't I don't even have any context towards what. Right. What this week in wrestling talk is about. Like you're torturing yourself. You're getting all the spoilers, and right. it's like I'm, I'm willingly going to this podcast to right. find out the stuff that I haven't had time to watch. Right. It's very <laughs> like I'll just I'm, now I'm geeking out about it. Um, let me just give you like a couple of examples of what they do on this. Um, and again, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Royal Rumble, the '97 Royal Rumble. Big Van Vader or Vader in the WWF. The Ooh. steroid trial. Lex Luger being in the WWF. I mean, it really just... Ooh, it's some juicy stuff. The last episode of uh, uh, WCW, uh, Monday Nitro, uh, primetime wrestling in the WWF, WrestleMania 7. I mean, it's just... Wow. It, it's it's a Montreal Screwjob, obviously. Jesus. That was a, a, a really good episode. The Ultimate Warrior was one of my favorites. The Mega Powers. Dusty Rhodes in the WWF. Wow. Really going into like... It just took the checklist of some yeah. of the most outrageous... Sort of behind the scene. I mean, because I and think Conrad a lot of people, asked all the questions that wow. like, you kind of want to ask yeah. and don't maybe have the yeah. balls to ask someone that, but they're friends. Right, right, right. So Conrad will just be like, you're BSing me. That's a dumb answer. Like, he'll get. Oh, like, no sh- they'll have Yeah, they'll have like little lover spats about it all. Wow, it's pretty awesome. Crazy. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Good energy. That's <laughs> no, always awesome. good. That's always good. Yeah, it's funny, you know. A lot of the stuff that you mentioned there were were topics that a lot of wrestling fans have heard of or or maybe mentioned, right. like like the Vader thing, right? You, you hear little stories here and there, but I think it's interesting to 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 get the the full. You know, this is actually how it happened because I was there, right? Like, and novel. I can answer all the rumors. They they jokingly call it rumors and innuendos. Like, okay, well, uh, on all the dirt sheets, they said this, and like, mm-hmm. and there's a funny dynamic of like Dave Metzler, who's like kind of like. 
I don't know. He's like, I wouldn't say like the Larry King of wrestling, but right. kind of, he's like the B.O. Like, yeah, he's Matt Drudge yes. pro wrestling, right? And yeah. so whenever he brings up that guy's name, Bruce Pritchard just gets so annoyed. Oh, he's like, wow. F him. He well, doesn't they, know everything. Yeah, well, they, I mean, like a lot of those guys hated him back then, you yeah. know, because he, he was getting scoops and then, and then you know, the boys were reading the sheets and yep. it was like sort of like... What, what are you doing? You know, you're kind of ruining the business that a lot of them th- thought, I think. And in that time, absolutely. And nowadays, mm-hmm. of course, the whole business is is out there. It's transparent well, yeah. for the most part. I mean, I'm sure right. there's some inner workings that we don't know about, mm-hmm. but a lot of the stuff seems to make its way out on the internet or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Um, before I forget, let's get right into some of the Defy Wrestling okay. stuff. because I know Which we- is 100% shoot. Yes, there's everything no, is real. There's no tomfoolery in Defy. Nope, all the punches are real. All the outcomes happen <laughs> as they happen. Nothing's predetermined. It's going to be crazy. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, like usually I've jokingly said this is a wrestling podcast. So this one, this week, if you're not a wrestling fan, this might not be the podcast for get you. Get out of here. Leave now. Just get out. We're okay. We'll be friends after the fact. Right now, you're dead to us. No, uh, but I think even if you're not a wrestling fan, <laughs> this will be interesting because I, this is an interesting journey of bringing wrestling back to the Northwest um, in the world of independent wrestling. Uh, And we're seeing it happen over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But for those that don't know, the the Northwest was a massive, massive, as they called it back in the day, territory uh, in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of great wrestlers that we grew up watching from Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snuka to Greg the Hammer Valentine. Um, I think even Freddie Blassie might have made a run through here. Uh, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, yeah. The the names. Rocky Johnson, I think, spent time here. Yep. Um, Just the names, they keep piling up. uh, Who had been here, you know, working in this territory, you know. Um, A lot of great promoters that uh, sort of influenced and affected the rest of the world, really, with, mm-hmm. with their techniques and, and how they put things together. And then and then he had guys that were like prototypes that really never got uh, the attention they deserved, like like guys like Playboy Buddy Rose. Yeah. Right? Who, you know, I was just, I was having a conversation with a, with a friend uh, yesterday. He's a wrestling historian, this guy, Matt Farmer. Oh, I know Matt. Yeah. One of the Suicide Kings right, from back in right, the day. Right, exactly. So, so we're going to get very about, nerdy with yes, wrestling yes, on yes. this. Yes, it, it, You know, he, he's, he's got a show too M, on MLW Radio. He does, Which is he does Bruce, a couple of shows. That's what Bruce Pritchard's well, show There you on. go. Yep. Check out Boom. MLW Full Radio. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> um, now, Matt's an awesome dude, man. He's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, he was sharing stories about Playboy Buddy Rose. And if you go on YouTube and check out some stuff with Playboy Buddy Rose, you'll see like, oh, okay, so yeah, I get it. He yep. he he was uh he wasn't the influencer for Kurt Hennig, you know. Oh, shit. like I see Kevin Owens in that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely, it, with it, the gift of gab, like right? he has, yeah, 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 and and he could work, man. Like he was just so good. So um, yeah, you know, and and the last couple of years. Stuff has really been starting to pop off here mm-hmm. in the area. No, so for a long time though. I mean, we're talking about the the the, the, the glory days of of old school independent wrestling yeah. or territory wrestling. That's mm-hmm. like seventies, early eighties. Vince McMahon Jr. Who now we not many people think of him that way. You know, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He came, took over the business, <laughs> and just really just bulldozed over all the small territories and made the WWE then F now E into yeah. the giant monster that it is. Um, but there was a huge gap then. I mean, whereas maybe some stuff was popping up here and there, but for most of the time I was living in the Northwest, there was no independent wrestling. Right. And then slowly but surely we started seeing some, but it was like very niche mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and I mean, maybe you could go into it a little bit more, but like I mean, it seems like there's like certain legal reasons why we didn't yeah. have independent wrestling here for quite some time. Yeah, well, I don't know how far back the 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 current uh, regulations go. Right. But in terms of what pro wrestling is facing right now in the state, uh, the 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 Department of Licensing uh, classifies pro wrestling the same as it does any other combat sport, which is so, hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. so mixed martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, you know, Taiwanese knife fighting. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah there's the, a good one coming in Tequila next yeah, month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. Um, free buffet at, at the end. Um, <laughs> they so these guys are under the same sort of uh, medical and exam requirements you know they got to get blood they got to get tested and the events themselves are sanctioned as if they're uh you know similar combat sports right so everything that you would have to do in terms of the 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 type of insurance you get or the ambulance or you know you name it Mm -hmm. things that per regular independent wrestling show are not having to really be considered is is an issue here in Washington state and so um the the price of entry into into getting into the game and, to, to and like starting ensure something, something like right? that would exactly. be it's through just, the roof it's just crazy it's just really wild so you know i th- i think that had something to do with it in general though like the last 10 or 12 years indie wrestling had been just kind of you know on a dying leg you know wrestling in general just kind of had i mean we all have that a lot of people i know had that dip as to where like yeah i kind of pieced out around 2003 and then i came back during the pipe bomb you know so funny so many people fell back in love with wrestling because of cm punk's pipe bomb which is is, is, is amazing i think it's so cool yeah and others was like no i came back because brock lesnar came back you know, because I was like watching the, UFC, and then he like came over and part of the, the the couple of examples you've used are are two examples of of almost realism working. Right. You know what I mean? And, and intertwining into the world of wrestling, whether it be yeah. Brock Lesnar, who yeah, he knows that he has to end the match a certain way, but there's almost an element of is he just like a wild animal? Is he going right. to snap and not really fall in line with what the yeah. quote unquote script is? Right. And then on on the flip side with CM Punk, it was on the microphone. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, is he going to? And What's I, he going to say? It's it's funny that both of them in a different way had a sense of realism to them, and I think that's a maybe that's something that you know the world of wrestling can can look at and being like, what brought people back to the party? Oh, the realistic part of it all, and yeah, you know, it's not as cartoony as it used mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. It's because funny that you had that dip for a while. My dip yeah. was oddly enough the heyday of pro wrestling, and that's the Attitude Era. <laughs> I don't know if I could dominate 80s trivia wrestling like a uh-huh. champion. Wow. I, I could even like hold my own with, you know, the current era of wrestling. I watch it right. enough. I pay attention to it enough. I'm such yeah. a big fan. You start going into like the WCW, WWE wars uh-huh. and, and nothing. Bare, minimal. <laughs> Whatever I've learned from all the documentaries. Because I was in college yeah. and we had no cable. Right. So it wasn't like I didn't like wrestling anymore. I had no way to watch wrestling. Yeah. Right. You know, right. it was yeah. like makes it hard. Yeah, it was just it was impossible. <laughs> it was seriously like I, and there was no there was minor internet, but like yeah. it was dial up. I didn't oh, have a, I, love that. I didn't have a computer in my dorm room. Right. So none of this I had no way to like immerse myself in like what now is 
looked upon as the glory age right. of wrestling. Yeah. And that's the one age of wrestling yeah. that I'm completely clueless to. Yeah. Well, you're like trying to pass tests or either avoid them or get laid or like whatever. <laughs> or like just trying to find like and the failed, most. failed miserably at right. all of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But it's very, it takes a lot of time, even if you're failing at those. So, yeah. You know, but it's, like, like, it's a bummer though, because now I'm watching a lot of it on the network and yeah. it's like, okay. There are moments where I'm like, yeah, I get why we are romanticizing of uh, uh, in the world of, of Attitude Era Wrestling. Right. But there are times where I'm watching this, I'm like, give me a, a break. <laughs> what The product they're throwing out there back then is not on the whole, and, my, and oh, man, I yeah. might piss off some people, but I feel like on, on the whole, I'm enjoying what they're doing now way more yeah. than what they were doing. Yeah. I mean- Obviously, the great moments far exceeded the great moments of now. Right. So I could understand why there's this certain like love for that that era, yeah. but there was a lot of wonky crap oh, going on at that time. There really is. Uh, I've had the conversation with a lot of friends. It's like, hey, did you go back and did you start watching Raw again, or did you watch some of those Nitros? And yeah. it was like. Yeah, it's kind of cringeworthy at times. Did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of it. Not a lot of it holds up. You know what I mean? So it's fun. I always love talking to fellow wrestling fans because I think we all had our dip at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. for whatever reason, whether it be not happy with a product, not having the time. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I've been enjoying. The resurgence of not only the, I mean I, I enjoy WWE I'm always going to be a homer for the WWE I sure. love the product I love I, I I'm not one to complain I, there's some things I could fast forward through and not be right, right. you know I mean I don't necessarily enjoy watching a Sheamus match right personally like now I'm kind of forced to because I like watching Cesaro that's a shameful thing Just, uh, <laughs> but that's like, you know yeah the, no totally I get but, it but I'm never going to be the one that's like on the internet going eh f this f that it's right, just not my right. world but so like you said at one point independent wrestling was I mean it was it was embarrassing yeah in a sense and, yeah. and, 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 and to be that's a harsh word but for the most part like you look at it and it was almost like oh my gosh this is really bad product right I mean nobody's going to it well and you looked at you know if if an independent wrestler an independent promoter their their idea is to either is to have success by you know perhaps getting to the level of WWE or being in the WWE uh, at, at that time when indie wrestling was, you know, like sort of having its challenges, you know, look at the type of guys that they were hiring in the WWE. Right. You know, it was all beefcakes yep. and uh, beefcakes and babes yep. era. We'll yep. just, we'll just and call barbers. It right. And barbers. <laughs> a few barbers in there. Uh, so you look at that and it's True. like, well, how, you know, no wonder the indies like really had to develop that distinct that distinct work rate, you know, where, you know, they, they, they started putting their bodies on the line and, and developing a, an athleticism. And yeah, we pace. didn't have we didn't have the size because right. if you try to find guys the size of the WWE guys, it's... Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. then all of a sudden the, the talent level is not near... Obviously, those <laughs> guys were good enough they would be because they were all they were looking for were these beefcake looking guys. Right. So, right. yeah, I could only imagine that at some point you got to be like, all right, well, I might not have that... Six foot five, three hundred pound of pure chiseled muscle look. Right, but yeah. man, I can fly in the ring, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's where all of a sudden the independents started making a turn for the better. Yeah, and you saw these undercurrents come up, right? Like, like Ring of Honor popping mm-hmm. off, you know, in the Northeast, like really exploding with the guys coming out of there and the guys coming out of, you know, the Toronto area, and you know, just sort of a hotbed of this hungry talent that really didn't have 
at the time any shot of being hired yeah. by WWE and TNA was doing whatever they were doing but you know <laughs> true you know sort of WWE light at the time uh, or WCW light or EC, ECW light or depending a little bit on of all what the region yeah. <laughs> the, the time was um, so yeah you had these guys and they were just able to sort of master their skills and be under the guidance of a lot of like really wise heads like Gabe Sapolsky and, and, and cats like this as to where they were really able to build up the prototype of what you know independent wrestling um, finally became I think do you think, uh, and I'm curious to see what your opinion is as far as, uh, do you think, Taryn Daly's in the other room just cutting up a rug over there, very distracting <laughs> <laughs> as we're doing this podcast. Uh, do you think, what, okay, what do you think is that moment that really kind of broke the doors open in the sense of independent wrestling is something unique, it's something cool, it's something worth checking out to where people started going, like, Mm. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Because obviously mm-hmm, it, it, was, it was many years of building and building yeah. and, and Ring of Honor having a huge impact on that yeah. um but do you think it was like what made it all of a sudden i don't know if the word cool is the right word right. but you know what i mean like what what was that 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 moment that got people to be like i need to pay attention to the independent scene i think for for general consumers and fans mm-hmm. of the wwe exactly that's what i'm yeah. i think yeah i think that like the decline in opinion on their narrative right people looking for something else mm-hmm. in addition to NXT and Lucha Underground happening. Yeah. At those two happening in such a, um, especially NXT in a visible way, mm-hmm. they were finally getting the stories of some of these, of, of, of these indie guys coming in like they're a big deal, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't think the, the, the real explosion of independent wrestling, I think it's just really starting actually. Um, I think we've started to see the, the incline we've seen it and, and we've seen it internationally mm-hmm. this time as well, you know, places like the UK, yeah. which are just going bananas it's like with evolve. With, with, yeah. You, yeah. It's like, and you know, the WWE is going over there. Yeah. And WWE is going over there and now they're cultivating that, mm-hmm. that, you know, sort of quote territory. And yeah, quote. I just saw that. Like they're, they're having a big yeah. UK championship tournament. Right. And, and it's because of places like, like progress and icw and and rev pro mm-hmm. and now wcpw um it, you, you know it's it's really taking off in a way that uh you know is really kind of unbelievable and a really great potential for opportunity for people out there to really get access to really top quality 100 percent mm-hmm. uh pure wrestling yeah, that they've really never been able to have before. Uh, that's a, that's a great point. I guess I live in such a bubble of wrestling. I assume the blow up in the world of independence started a lot earlier. But you're right. Like yeah. when you're thinking of it as a as someone who just knows WWE as being wrestling, and right. there's nothing else outside of that. Having something like NXT and the Cruiserweight Challenge, and yeah. like you even said, I mean Lucha Underground. I I just last week on the podcast talked to uh, Ray Mysterio and. Spent oh, wow. 10 minutes telling him how much I love him on there. And it's the crazy. last time I talked to him, I spent 10 minutes talking about how excited I was he was going to be a part of it. Right, very right. Um, but yeah. I love Lucha, and, and that's what I love about, we're going to talk a little, we're going to talk a lot about Defy Wrestling, and, and I love the fact that the Lucha guys are 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 taking part in, in this. Yes, and, um, very much so. Because I always viewed independent wrestling, for me, what made me start paying more attention to independent wrestling was, oddly enough, you bring up the pipe bomb for bringing you back into the world of 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 professional wrestling mm-hmm. that brought that opened my eyes up to what's going on you know when he named check colt cabana and i'm like right. well, 
let me, what's going on with this Colt Cabana guy? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I knew about the podcast, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really paying attention to it. And then I became a fan of his podcast, which is called The Art of Wrestling. Yeah. I've seen him wrestle now a couple of times, just when I went to Dallas for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And for me, like it seems like it was a perfect storm of all of that, like you know, Punk mentioning it. Yeah. All of a sudden now it's like, well, who is this Colt Cabana guy? Oh, he's got something that comes out every week that I can listen. Oh, and he's interviewing guys I know. Yeah. And then fell in love with that. And then, you know, a lot of times with podcasts, no different like Mark Marin or whoever, I'll tune in because of the guest. Mm-hmm. And But I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I won't be that guy that's like, oh, I need to fast forward until he starts talking to the celebrity. <laughs> but like then all That'd of a sudden- That'd be bad karma. It would be. <laughs> You're right. Because it's like, <laughs> I put that Ray Mysterio interview at the end of my podcast last week. That means you sat, you fast forwarded for 43 minutes right. until you got to him. But uh, for, you know, all of a sudden I'm listening to his stories of what he's doing on these independent wrestling things. And it's so fascinating. Yeah. It, it, it debunked the out of shape, aging, just looking for a paycheck, former WWF superstar that's doing an indie show. You know, the Jake Roberts before he got his health together. Right. You remember that that infamous, yeah. that one where he wrestled, I think it was, I can't remember who he wrestled, but he was just basically like a dead fish in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I think a lot of us viewed independent wrestling as. Mm-hmm. It was just a place for the guys that can't cut it anymore in the WWE right. to go there and make a couple bucks because us wrestling fans want to yeah. still see them, yeah. want to get their picture. But like a the, place of sorrow. Yeah. Like, it's where the old dogs go before they... But that's not it anymore. No. Like, I mean, if you do... And, and let's talk about Defy Wrestling because you don't need to grab the old dogs to get fans excited anymore, no. which is so different than what it was like 10 years ago, right. I would say. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm off, and feel free to correct me. I mean, obviously, you know, you have a much firmer knowledge about independent wrestling i don't know you're um, you're a whiz <laughs> uh, but you know your holy cow man right now it's pretty awesome yeah and so defy one which is going to be happening on january 13th and it's at the washington hall and defywrestling.com d-e-f-y if you can't spell defy maybe you shouldn't be driving um, <laughs> but you know you never know um, tell us about it because you're putting together this is the inaugural independent wrestling show that you're putting together yeah and mm-hmm. you only happen to have grabbed the hottest independent wrestler that anyone can have, and that's Cody Rhodes. I mean, thank uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, new member of the Bullet Club, right? Uh, the American Nightmare. Right. That was like the great... I got goosebumps when he said... I'm like, so I can't... So good. Like, like, I don't know why I never thought of that as a name for him. Right. And I bet he had that name... The, I bet he had that while he was... As wrestling as Stardust, oh, sure. and that yeah. was his pitch in the holster. L- let me let me let me get away from that. Let me become the American yeah. Nightmare yeah. because I mean, if you don't know, his dad Dusty Rhodes, the late great Dusty Rhodes, was known as the American Dream. Yeah, yeah. And so Cody is now a bad guy, and he's a part of the Bullet Club, which is the hottest non WWE wrestling faction for several years now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, you see T-shirts if you're watching WWE, and you see like that skull, and it says Bullet Club. That's, that's all you see. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great, great testament that you don't need, you know, the big brother of the WWE to be, to, 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 to blow up and become huge. That's right. Um, yeah. But holy smokes, when he called himself the American Nightmare, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. That's something you're going to have to ask him when you have him in here. Oh, yeah. It's like, how long have you had that? Yeah, because I got to imagine that's been in his back pocket for years. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and as soon as he had the opportunity to make it work, and I'm, I love that he didn't start his independent career yeah. with that. Like he, right. 
Well, it's so smart. You see these guys coming out. They're so smart, right? It's like, and Matt Hardy is doing the same thing. Right. These, these, these minds that you're like, whoa, they've really picked up some steam out there. Like, they're working everywhere. Uh, they're so in demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are always talking about what they're doing. And the minute it seems like, well, I haven't really heard, oh, back in the news again. Yep. You know, and they're always constantly like just sort of like stoking that fire. And it's, you must have just been like when you obviously... Booking Cody was a coup right off the get-go. Yes. It's like, oh, this is awesome. There's a lot of buzz about him. Yeah. Everybody wants to see him wrestle mm-hmm. in, in, in an independent scene. I mean, it's. It, I remember even seeing him do a house show in Tacoma when mm-hmm. he was part of that, when he was mm-hmm. uh, dashing Cody Rhodes or sure. whatever he, with the mustache. And I remember watching him. And at the time, I was like, I always thought he was good. And when I left that house show, I walked away a huge Cody fan because I was like, you could see the way that he interacted with the crowd. It was a much more of an independent vibe. For mm-hmm. those that have never been to an independent show, it's a lot more interactive with the crowd. Yeah. I mean, the, the wrestlers play off of the crowd really well. It's And, and typically a, a, a good night is when there's this almost chemistry between the crowd and the wrestler. Yeah, it's it's the show. best way to see a WWE show, I think, because they're oh, live gosh, shows yeah. and, and, and not a TV taping. And watching him without the, 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 the rules and the constraints of what you do on camera and where and you could just pinpoint one fan and just and he was full on bad guy heel <laughs> and I walked away going wow this guy he's not being used to his abilities right like he is he stood out head and shoulders above everybody that night when it came to working the crowd yeah. like nobody came near him he was number one guy and yeah. so I would imagine and for, for years, people did not get to see that at all from him. He had no personality, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he was hid behind uh, Stardust yep. for so long as well, as to where it's like, hey, zip up this, zip up this lycra and put that paint on and get out there and be someone else. Which would piss me than, off because right? I mean, I'm obviously you know a physical specimen, and if someone told me that I can't show <laughs> off my physical goods, uh, that, which is why I'm going to be shirtless at Defy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was like he's putting all Rips his work. it off like Rawr! Hogan style. Wouldn't that be Love hilarious? It. So good. <laughs> I've become it's the whole Hogan happen. of ring announcers. Right. It's gotta happen. You got so, tassels on your arms underneath your sleeves. Shaking the ropes. <laughs> right. Welcome to the fire. <laughs> come, come out with Bam Bam Bigelow tattoos <laughs> on your head. I'm just a mishmash like, of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Man, the shears like Brutus the Barber. <laughs> I'm wearing a kilt. <laughs> Cut our top rope off. Yeah. Man, he is really into this. He's got a blue tongue and he he's is. eating the turnbuckle. <laughs> what is going on? Like, who do they book? Right, right. Stay tuned for the bra and panty segment <laughs> and featuring just, Migs. Just Migs. Yeah. <laughs> you got the sable hands on your chest. I'm going to bring back every cartoony part of professional <laughs> wrestling as a ring announcer at the five. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. I love it. I, don't go expecting that, please, people. <laughs> Just go expecting an amazing night of independent wrestling. But, you know, if if that's something that sounds like you like, just go ahead. Just come. come. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. You never so, know this guy. How pumped were you when all the American Nightmare stuff popped up? Because it's like, you already booked him. He's already a yeah. part. He's already hot. He's already talked about. So excited. And then all of a sudden, he just went to another level. Yeah. Well, but from from the time that I booked him, he has he has done PWG, yep. Battle of Los Angeles. He has done, uh, He's he's been in TNA yep. uh, and made an impact there, uh, did some good work. He's been in Ring of Honor, Final Battle. Yeah. Right, uh, he's about to do Wrestle Kingdom 11 Jeez. as a member of the Bullet Club, and he's also picked up the What Culture Pro Wrestling 
championship. He's picked up the GFW Next Gen Championship, which is on the line at the Phi One. Uh, so this guy is is out there. He is hungry, and he's he's doing everything and working everywhere. It's got to feel great for him because he's got creative control over who he is. And I remember hearing mm-hmm. him on Colt's podcast, which was truly one of the best podcast interviews I've ever heard mm-hmm. because yeah. just at the end, it got very awkward because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened to it, but yeah. it was that they clearly there was like an unspoken beef between the two of them. Right. And it was based off of a lot of hearsay. And mm-hmm. it's not even if you're a wrestling fan, just as a human that has ever had like an, a misunderstanding that caused a, an issue between somebody for years. That's basically what they hashed out on a podcast. It was, yeah. it was, it was yeah. riveting, right? Like mm-hmm. audio entertainment, but, um, yeah, you're right. Like all that stuff is going on, and now here he's coming. Now, when you book a guy like Cody Rhodes, this is something I've always been curious about. Like, I mean, is he coming in, in as like a member of the Bullet Club? Is he coming in, or is that something that you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, how much how much conversation do you have as far as like what is the character going to be? Is right. it just mimic what it's already been out there? Or yeah, for someone like Cody, he just he just comes in and does his thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Especially for 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 a promotion like Defy that's um just just getting off the ground. And how launching. do you sell Defy to him? I mean, obviously money helps. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you know, we we've done a lot um, money for sure, and uh, <laughs> you know, a lot to do with our brand and the other people we have on the card too. Mm-hmm. So. We're, we're we're doing it legitimately in in a, in a big way, you know, and and the card is loaded. And when you when you tell Cody Rhodes like, hey, we want you to match up against Shane Strickland, mm-hmm. you know, kill shot from Lucha Underground, uh, who's yeah. having a phenomenal season on <laughs> right, Lucha Underground right, right now. Right. Yeah, he's he's again he's, great timing. Right, right. He's the you hottest know? thing in Lucha. Hot, hottest thing in Lucha, you know. And on the Indies, he just keeps getting work everywhere and. Uh, uh, I, I believe he's going to be at WrestleCon, you know, and so, um, you know, he's doing great stuff. He's mm-hmm. doing great shit. So, you know, offering someone like Cody something like that yeah. also is like, yes, that's something that would be on my checklist. Yeah, like I was going to say, for him, he, he wants to do these fun things that yeah. are that are fulfilling that mm-hmm. now he doesn't have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. promoters and bookers telling him what to do and when right. to do it. So. Right. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So th- let's talk uh, Defy Wrestling. It's DefyWrestling.com or on Twitter and Instagram at DefyNW for anyone who wants information. The first show. God, you're good. Oh, Next. dude, I'm a professional, man. That's what yeah, I do around here. I know here. it. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you brought the big boy on that's board. That's right. <laughs> right. Who is legit terrified and excited about this <laughs> this whole thing. And we'll talk about like just the... the the questions I have and the excitement that I have. Yeah, for I can't it. wait to get it. So it's January 13th at the Washington Hall in Seattle, which is an old venue that just recently got renovated. Like the city put millions of dollars yeah. in to turn it into ten million dollar restoration of this place. And because I don't even know this venue. Yeah, it's crazy. I never even heard of it until yeah. you told me that you were potentially going to yeah. book it there. Yeah, and now it's there. Yeah. It used to, I mean, everyone from Aretha Franklin to Jimi Hendrix has performed there. Really? You know, yeah. And, it, you know, in the... In and it's the, just in the First Hill neighborhood. Yeah. So right by here at the station. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's Yeah. And uh, I guess in the early 2000s, there was a little bit of an indie thing there as well. A lot of indie bands that came up through here used to play there. Um, Weird. And it just then just stopped existing? Just kind of went... You know, uh, you know, it's an old building. Yeah. You know? It's like 1908. So nice. at some point, they just you know kind of um let's say just uh, the upkeep was uh 
<laughs> more than it was worth <laughs> right, you know? exactly. we'll just let this place just right. not exist right, anymore right, we're exactly. washing our hands of it yeah 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 until someone with vision and, right. and money was like yes I want to bring a bunch of oiled up sweaty men to grapple in your building <laughs> right it will it will require 12 million dollars of renovations yeah. for this to yeah. happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah and there was like squatting in there and, and, and all sorts of good stuff I think but you know interesting enough I have um, I have two members of 321 Battle that are going to be wrestling on my show. And 321 Battle is an awesome independent wrestling group uh, here that I'd love to talk also about. Yeah. Yeah. So. And coincidentally, it's where they started as Seattle Semi-Pro so many years ago. See, I remember the, the Seattle, the Hall. SSP yeah. wrestling yeah. that Just would happen at Rebar. Rebar. Yeah. yeah, and it would happen at Rebar mm-hmm. too. And mm-hmm. it was, there was no ring. It was, they would basically wrestle on the stage yeah. and people would throw things like cans. Right. And, yeah, I remember, yeah. I didn't realize that they uh, morphed into 3-2-1 battle. Yeah. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was the same. Yep. Same, same group. Yeah. You're, you're looking at a, I don't know if you were talking about this now or later, but you know, we're, we're looking at a group that really is, is a lot of local dudes with passion and hunger for pro wrestling that started it as almost a stage expression, almost a theatrical expression. Because they dealt with the uphill battle of the city oh. telling them that you need X amount of everything. Go, go through X amount of hoops and hurdles yeah. Yeah. just to call this wrestling. So they yeah. turned it into more of a theater art. Right. They have an award winning documentary about their struggles. Really? In their transition. What's it called? What they're doing. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you just look up SSP documentary wrestling. Yeah. They had a banana at one time uh-huh. in their group. And uh, and and the gist is, I believe the ban- banana got sour about another banana br- being brought in. Uh-huh. I can, I'm sorry. I'm probably completely butchering this story, you guys. Uh, but but he like sort of, he, he spilled the beans to officials on what they were doing. In terms of running their shows, huh. and the the state came down hard on them, and this wow. this, this documentary, which I don't know if he, is even available at, at this moment. I'll I don't look know it up. if they're, but um, it's maybe Revenge of the Banana. Okay, I'm not quite sure. Um, but you know this is this is a group that has has gone through so much to try to perform their art form mm-hmm. in this city. And uh, have finally found a home at this spot, Evolve Fitness, down in South Lake Union. And they do shows every other week. Yeah, every, and, every other Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just and had Joey Ryan. They just had Joey Ryan. Which, it was killing me. I had stuff going on that night because yeah. I was like, I've been one to go. It seems like every time they have one, Friday night's just so hard. Yeah, just yeah. Life schedules. But, right. But man, that was the one where I was like, God dang it. Like that must have been, I saw all the videos. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Cody, who works at the end downstairs, he's yeah. one of the voices of 321 Battle. Oh, Cody so Von Whistler. Yeah, he's, so funny. He's hilarious and an, an encyclopedia of wrestling mm-hmm. trivia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't be happier for him and the success that he's been having with it. Yeah, um, it's a great, it's a great scene. It's their fun shows. Uh, without 321 Battle, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, like they inspired me to try mm-hmm. to start something up. You know, oh, wow. Something, something. Something different, of course. Like, you can't go in and be, you know, three to one is weird wrestling, you know? There's a lot of comedy involved, yep. a lot of shenanigans. Uh, and they set up Which the is environment. Crazy they brought such a serious wrestler's wrestler in Joey Ryan. Right, right, right. Who does everything very serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He, if you don't know, Joey Ryan is the guy. That the king of dong style. We've talked about him on the morning show. I've talked about him on here. <laughs> I met him at, at in Dallas. Super nice guy, but he's the guy that yes has a finishing move that involves another man grabbing his package, and he's it's the penis suplex or the penis plex. I don't penis know. Penis plex. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, that's why I joke about him being a very serious wrestler. He's 
He, I mean, I'm sure he's serious about his art, but he is funny as f yeah. in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's had this new thing where he used to. He comes out with a uh, sucking on a, a lollipop, right? And it used to be that he would just give it to somebody in the crowd that's willing to take it. Oh, that sounds terrible. But put it in their mouth, right? But now it's like he does it to the highest bidder. Like yeah. he's gone next level. Like, right. And people will pay like sixty to a hundred dollars for that lollipop. For yeah. that lollipop that he does drop in his pants. Yeah. And his, yeah. Yeah. So again, he's a very serious wrestler. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it's so funny <laughs> that like someone paid seventy to eighty dollars to take that lollipop and put it in their mouth. It's unbelievable. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. What a great way to make money. Right. Absolutely. Do you, do you have to file taxes on that? And how do you explain that to Mr. H and R and Block? So you're telling me that you made an extra eighty dollars this year by putting a lollipop in your trunks. Got to make that money. That's right, man. I got bills to pay. <laughs> right. I got pop suckers to, to buy. Uh, <laughs> this this uh, f- flourishing hamburger meat on my chest doesn't uh, come right. from nowhere. That's right. I mean, this is upkeep. <laughs> so the, the three, two, one guys, obviously, they are known for being weird wrestling. Yeah, and they do it so well. Yeah, they, they do. do it so well. It's a fun time. It's a really fun time. I encourage anyone who, you know... They're they're popular here, so people who are listening to this, probably a lot of you have been or are a part, um, and so I, I think it's I think it's going to be really fun mixing it up with those guys. And then so just outside, then then you also have the the Project Forty Two guys. They're yes. also another great mm-hmm. wrestling promotion mm-hmm. that does mm-hmm. some stuff. How would you describe them then? As because like, I mean I, I do think it's important that the, people understand there's these different worlds of independent wrestling yes. from the weird to the yeah. technical base to the. Some are, are involving music, uh, right, you know. Right. Project 42 is really interesting because they have a lot of cats that work from ECCW up in Vancouver okay, and DOA in Portland, and they kind of meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of folks that are in Project 42 that uh, are a part of Defy mm-hmm. as well, like Big Jack Cunningham. Okay. Right? Like, uh, he's, he's, he's sort Jeff of Jeff Cobb, isn't he? Yeah, at, at, at Defy One. Jeff Cobb. Oh, and Jeff Cobb, man. for those that are, are Lucha Underground fans, he's, uh, he's, uh, Matanza. Matanza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Ooh. And Ooh. I remember the first time I watched when they first brought Matanza into the Lucha Underground, I was like, this dude is a monster. He's a monster. And he's fast as F. Yeah. Like, he's crazy. Like, his skill set is of a cruiserweight. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he yeah. does stuff that, like, a guy that's maybe pushing 200 pounds not pushing mm-hmm. 300 mm-hmm. pounds is mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. very bam bam bigelow ass yeah 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 he's a he's a legit olympic athlete mm-hmm. um did very well in the olympics and uh he's he's a beast he's yep. an absolute beast his athleticism is top notch he does things in the ring for a big guy that you, you're just uh, you just can't believe what you're seeing really you're like does that it had did he really? And he's strong, yeah. right? You know, suplexing two to three guys at a time. <laughs> and so he's stepping in there with Big Jack. Um, we'll get back to Project 42 in a second, but Big Jack, he is that for the Northwest. You know, he has been up here. He's been busting his ass for years, um, working as much as he can to develop the style as to where he's a big dude. Big mm-hmm. Jack's a big dude, and he moves. Um, he can work lucha. Right. Yeah. So, hurricane runs, whatever, uh, suicide dives. This big boy is doing it. I would say for those that are are, are new to the world of these terms, l- it, wrestling lucha is the wrestling is a, a, a more of a, Spanish, a Mexican wrestling style, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's very high flying based. Yeah. yeah. Crazy moves that are just completely out of the. I mean, just they defy all sense of logic, right. all sense of yeah. of 
how the hell did that happen? But yeah. it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. And so when you see a big guy like Big Jack doing it, mm-hmm. you're like, what? So, you know, he's he is not happy about Cobb coming up here as frequently as he is. Oh, he's uh, harshing on his, the his athletic, turf. Being the athletic big man, he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, like you're coming up here, you're you're taking my money. <laughs> like this is my money. Yeah, I'm the big guy. I'm the big athletic guy here. That's what makes me special. Mm-hmm. And you're you're coming up here too much, dude. <laughs> this is great. And I'm gonna send you back home to Sacramento. Because this is, you know, go, go, you know, go home. Yeah, put that mask back on and exactly. piss off. Yeah, exactly, buddy. So they've already had. Um, we were at the Project Forty Two show, and somebody actually filmed, like Jack approached um, Cobb at his merch table after the show, and they like they almost got into it. Like Cobb was very cool about it, but Jack was like straight up pissed about For Cobb. Real? Yeah, <laughs> like pissed about Cobb being there, and somebody caught it on their cell phone. Actually, oh, this is because Cobb was walking up to the uh, Jack was walking up to the table, like talking, talking some smack. Uh huh. Well, somebody fumbled it, got it, and wrestled this, this, uh, this great blog wrestling with subtitles posted it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody shared it with him. Yeah, yeah, so Max, Max posted it up, and yet the like Cobb didn't know what to like. He was just like, Are you right? Are you effing with me? Like, what's going on here? Because I think Jack was like. You know, you you think you're going to come up here and take my money? Cobb was like, no, I don't even know who no. you are. Probably. Like, I don't like. No, <laughs> that's what he said. No, and he just kind of like shrugged. And Jack was like, Yeah, that that's the right answer. You know, mf'er. You know, flipped him off and and like sort of beat it. But so it was then, like, then there's James going, Hey, do you want to wrestle that guy to just talk massive smack to you? <laughs> exactly. I've got a forum right, for you right, to make right, this happen. Right. And Cobb is like, Have you seen me suplex, dudes? <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. Where, 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 where do I sign? Right, right. So that's going to be interesting, and it's heated, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really, really fun to see that that happen. But um, it anyway. Project Forty Two, Big Jack's in that. Yeah. Big Jack. Just last year, wrestled guys like Darby Allen there. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen's a local guy. He now works for Evolve. Moved down to Florida. Yeah, so he's he's out of here and he's doing big things. Um, he just like wrestled Brian Cage over there. I think I could be I wrong, but Cage. he's you know he's doing big stuff. But Big Jack murdered this guy mm-hmm. at Project Forty Two. If people want to go on YouTube and look for Big Jack Darby Allen, there there's there's a move in particular where for anyone who so they run Project 42 at El Corazon. Yeah. And anyone here familiar with El Corazon, you'll be familiar with the, like, sort of the, the, the beam. Oh, yeah. It's in the middle of the... <laughs> yeah, I think every guitarist has, uh, at some point, exactly. slowed his guitar strings right, against right, that right. pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he threw Darby Allen over his head, like, just directly at that beam. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen ricocheted off it. Jeez. like Like a plank. Uh, <laughs> and, and we thought he was... We thought it was dead, dude. Yeah, like uh, we got to call it uh, ambulance real right, quick. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And and he and he was up and he was fine. But um, you know, if anyone will just like sort of go down that rabbit hole and look at Darby Allen stuff, he's continued to sort of make that his hallmark. Mm-hmm. These spots where it's like, dude, come on, like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. But you know, Big Jack murdered him. And the 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 style of three two one is int- or of Project Forty Two is interesting because it has some weird elements, 
but it's just a little it's a little bit more hard rock perhaps is you know they have like you know they have hardcore bands and and yep. heavy metal bands and stuff play in the intermission or the start of the show very and cool. so you know and it's very intimate you know everyone's standing up it's it's a very cool vibe. It's really great. And those yeah. guys are awesome. No, I've always heard awesome yeah. things. Another one of uh, uh, local um, independent wrestling uh, promotions I definitely need to check out. And yeah. I've heard great things. Yeah. And I've had great contact with those guys. They seem like they're knocking it out of the park as well. And, yeah, it's uh, great stuff. I have a question for you. So you, you, you put together this bill and for Defy One. And, of course, you got, I mean, Cody taking on Shane Strickland, Tacoma's own Shane Strickland. Very excited to see how the crowd's going to react to that yeah, one because that's yeah. going to be a hometown show for him. And there's a great video that you guys just put together and it's oh, on YouTube you. and I've shared it a bunch. And if you just go to my YouTube or my, my, my Twitter or your guys' Twitter, Define NW, you'll find it. And it's just a great piece. And I'm not saying it because I'm in it, but I am also saying it because I'm in it. <laughs> Star uh, of the show. That's right. <laughs> um, and then you got, I mean, like you were just talking about this match with the, those guys. And yeah. I mean, and. When you put together these cards, how much, how much, um, I guess, creative input do you have in the matches? I mean, do you, so you, you, you contact Shane, you contact Cody, you book them. Now what happens as a, as a promoter? Right. Do you, is it a sense that you also are a booker in the sense that and in the world of wrestling, for those that are relatively new to the wrestling world, booking is basically the guy who helps plan the match right? Uh, and comes up with maybe the story arcs and, and whatever it may be. How much of an input do you have with that? Do you say, hey, this is our vision. Now you guys, you guys are the professionals. We know that you guys have the skill set to make this happen. But so how, how does that yeah, work for you? That guys? exactly. Like, okay. That exactly. It's, it's sort of like, this is sort of the big picture. This is this is the tone, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm really big into tone. I'm yep. really big into expressing emotion through through subtlety, yeah. right? And wrestling is a great form of that because you can keep it simple but display a, a, an immense amount of emotion. Mm -hmm. um, really make people feel stuff by doing very simple things. And, and that's so, when wrestling's at its best. It's at its that's best. that's yeah. when I try to explain to people mm -hmm. and like and I've had this conversation with a lot of texters whenever I I talk about wrestling on a big jam eggs, obviously people know that I wear my love for wrestling on my sleeve, <laughs> but I also know to pull back because I don't want to like I could have the chance to be geeky right now with you, a fellow right. wrestling right. fan and whoever's listening, I'm assuming also loves wrestling. If not, you're a trooper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but like for me, it's like whenever I have these arguments when you realize it's fake or you realize this, I'm like, yeah, you realize also The Walking Dead is a, a predetermined outcome and it's not right. real and there's not yeah. really zombies killing people. Like it's a form of entertainment, no yeah. different than a movie. <laughs> and it's not, I, I'm well aware that it is not a sport, but it has sport-like elements. Yeah. Um, I forget where I'm going with this because my brain well, is scattered. No, it's, it's a good point, you know, because it is, it, it's, it's conveying those simple narrative that's, points. Right. That's where we're talking right? about the stories. The, the, the stories develop in, in, a, in a natural way through competitive means, through simulated combat, etc. Right. So, you know, coming from a theater background, it's, it's, it, it really is finding your beats, Right. And, and finding that and, and, and displaying that with a certain tone or energy to, to inflect these emotions. Now, for what they're going to do, the story that they're going to tell athletically in the ring when, when they face off, when, when, it's that, when it's that battle for whatever mm -hmm. is at stake at that certain time, like that's their ball game. Gotcha. Right. Like that's their baby. And now, do you come into it being like, we, we know how we want it to end? We, we, we say like, you know, um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, we do, and, mm-hmm. and our tone, right? It like again, like is just so important. Is that something that and, you and approach? Where, you know, we kind of like, you know, it's it's a lot about like figuring things out um, via improv, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, per discussing these sort of elements because it gets tricky sometimes because it's a lot of it's it's a dance, right? It's yeah. a really delicate dance because. Um, you know, on the on the independent level, uh, these guys really know and embody their characters in a way that when your character is just made up for you from a creative department somewhere, they can say, well, no, like your character wouldn't do that. Like you got to do this. These guys like are very um, uh, connected to what they've been developing their character for, 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 for years sometimes. And so a lot of it is like, well, how do you think your character would you know, respond yeah. to this. Yeah. What do you think your character would say about this? You Once know, you start thinking prompts, like that, it's right. It's prompts. It's right. play. And that's the part that I'm really having fun with is that I don't have to come in and be like, dude, you're wearing a mask. Right. Right. Like you gotta, ch-, you know, like you're gonna, it's, I don't need it. Like I can't for one, give you a gimmick. Like I can't do that to you because you've got other responsibilities. You've got other places you're booking, you're building your own brand. But I can convey like, well, in the construct of this show, in construct of the narrative that we're putting together to build to the next event, the next event, the next event. And it's smart to like, be like, this is what your character could do in the confines right. of our world. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, this compromise of story. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's got to be nice nowadays. I mean, maybe back in the 80s, if you were putting together a build, then it's like, okay, how do we develop these characters in, right. in that night? Whereas now with the internet, people are going to the show knowing... Shane Strickland's backstory. People yeah. are going, obviously knowing that Cody Rhodes is now in the Bullet Club, right? And he is uh, the American Nightmare. Yeah. And it's so like, much of this stuff is just in the zeitgeist, right? And you can pull it in. You can pull in all of that, all these things, these these uh, you know, sort of just pre notions that people have about them as characters or people or competitors or what they're going to do or what their reactions is. You can pull that stuff in, and then you can tweak it. That's you awesome. know, or you can play with it, or you yeah. can mess with it, and and you do that with with the guys, right? Because you know, the, the, you know, the independences are so fun right now because everyone's just really smart mm-hmm. about what they're doing. It seems you know, everyone uh, very much. Um, are, I think I think my interaction with people so far is that everyone has a big picture in mind and not just a very narrow understanding of where they fit into the picture right so you can talk in sort of generalities mm-hmm. or or like sort of abstracts and it be appreciated and and for the most part integrated in, into future discussions about hey where do we want to like take this story right you know and that's that's the super exciting part from me in all of this. So we're going to see like some of these guys, like whether it be Cody or Shane, quite possibly showing up at Defy 3 or, this, yeah. you know I mean? Like these are Absolutely. Defy 2 or even, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Like th- this is going to be not just one-off shows. This yeah. is going to be... Absolutely. I'll pr- tell you this. I haven't really... I've, I think it's mentioned somewhere online, maybe one place, but mm-hmm. not all over the place that like starting Defy 1, we're going to do the Defy Championship 8x grand prix okay and so that's going to be an eight-man single elimination tournament that starts to defy one with the first matches being cobb um jeff cobb big jack mm-hmm. and matt cross m dog son of havoc i was about to say from lucha yeah. underground yeah the guy with the awesome beard yeah yeah the versus yeah. uh versus king cash 
Okay. And so King Cash is a killer. He's a local guy. He's like 21 years old. He's uh, he, he just wrestled like MVP this summer. How great and, for these younger guys that they so now awesome. can wrestle in the Northwest. Right. With, yeah. with, with now multiple op- opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Give them another awesome. spot. Give them yeah. another spot. So we're kicking that off. Uh, the first two matches of that will happen at Defy 1. Mm-hmm. The the second two uh, quarterfinal matches will happen at Defy 2. Do you and have so a... we have some ideas about who the rest of the competitors are for that. Have you had a belt made yet or anything like that? It's in the process. That's awesome. Yeah, it's being designed as we speak. Uh-huh. And so by the, you know, by our What do I have to do to get event, my face put on the, right in the front of it? <laughs> it's already there. All right, good. What are you talking about? All right, otherwise okay, I'm, so out. I'm, I gotta, I'm out. I gotta be honest. Okay. They're the side plates. That's fine. Like it's just your, it's it's your face on both the side plates. Perfect. Actually, yeah. I would prefer it that okay. way. That way, no matter what angle that wrestler is get holding you, it, get you my face angle. is right there. <laughs> That would exactly. be hilarious if yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. let's just pretend that's Cody Rhodes is the right. grand, yeah, right. the champ, and yeah. he's like, "Who, whose face is on this belt?" <laughs> and you expect me to wear this? Right. Like it's going to be on the internet. I like, think this weird bald guy is on my belt. <laughs> <laughs> is this like Cody. a is this like a belt for like a car dealership? Like what is happening here? <laughs> he I think we know the belt. That's your first Defy shirt, Migs. Oh. Is like a Defy belt, but with, with your, my it's face like the on John it. Cena yes. like shirt, but like it's a Migs. Defy championship belt. And it says, instead of the, the champ is here, it just says Migs is here. Right. And Migs points- is here. Yeah. <laughs> down. Points down. He's Here's here. There's a question uh, for, I did see on your Twitter and I thought it was an interesting thing because, I mean, I've been to Ring of Honor shows and uh-huh. it is fun. It's a great experience when the wrestlers come out. All of a sudden the streamers oh. are being thrown. Yeah. And that's something that is being encouraged. Yeah, somebody asked about it. Right. And so I saw like, that. I've got to be honest. When I first thought about the streamers, I thought it might be derivative. I thought like, well, there's other places that do that. It's right. kind of like their thing. But reconsidering that people are looking for Defy to bring like a Ring of Honor level of independent show to the Northwest. It would be a nice nod. People want to throw those streamers. Yes. Like people see that. They want to do it. So then so you have to start thinking, we need to start selling streamers at this event. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, would imagine, I wonder how much money Ring of Honor has made you know, in streamer sales. Because <sighs> I don't think they charge much for them, but still. Charge like two bucks, I heard. Which you is because I what a great deal. As a promoter, I immediately researched. You got like it. You got to get the streamers. <laughs> Look, I've, I've said it. I thought it, and I haven't said it. I'm saying it now. I would like to be the first ring announcer to get streamers thrown. Oh, that would be awesome. What a great picture that yeah, would be. Like, I like it. I, I almost it. wanted to be like, that's my Instagram post. Right. Yeah. And like encourage people. I'm just going to pose. I don't know what kind of pose I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. If you wrap one around my neck three times. But I want people throwing streamers because right. it's going to look great on my Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. page. It will. It absolutely will. You know, yeah. kind of like how like Edge and uh, Christian had the five second pose. Right. Five second streamer. Yeah. Melee. Yeah. Here's my Instagram <laughs> post. And I just, I don't know why I'm doing the Randy Orton, yeah. b- a poor man's version of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I love I just, it. All what, right, stream me. Wait, that a, doesn't sound right. It's very R. Kelly. That could be my shirt. Stream me. Stream me. Stream me. I love and it. And the little streamers are flying. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do this. I love it. What a, What colors do we need to do? So Defy colors right now are just black and are white. Just black and white. You got to right? stay with that, right? So you got to stay with it, right? I mean, because people have said like, do we do like Seahawks colors? Do we do like the blue and green? And I think like, yeah, like that could work, but black and white seems like, I feel like really where it's at. Black and white, and I wouldn't be opposed to like that action green. 
could be cool. As like a accent? Yeah. So it's a nod to mm-hmm. the north because it seemed like green is a great nod to the northwest yeah. being that it's a very green yeah. state. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you got to stick with the black and white. That's the yeah. colors of Defy. You got to do it. Yeah. 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 Pirate ship. Hell's Let's go. Yeah. All black everything. That's right. Jolly, yeah. was it Jolly Roger? Or Jolly whatever? Roger. Yep. yep. That's he's what we're our, all about. Jolly Roger is our semi-main event. That's right. So he's, he's in the dark <laughs> match, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the dark match. Unannounced dark match. But you got like full video crews that are coming to this. It's like, yeah. this isn't like the production just from watching that video, maybe like, it, it, like I already knew like your vision of being this high quality promotion. And then when you saw that, when I watched the video, I was just like, damn, this is like, like even someone brought it up, I think on your, uh, on a tweet that's like, I just was waiting for the uh, narrator from E60 <laughs> or one of those like 30 for 30s because it had yeah. that vibe from yeah. the music that you used to the, the, the way that it was filmed. And I mean, it was just a well done piece. I would imagine Shane was just through the roof excited about. Loved it. Yeah. Having a yeah. piece that was just featured a nice eight minute short film about him. Loved it. We, had, we, a lot of people were digging it, thankfully. Um, and, and I knew they would, you know, I was working with this guy, Tyler Kalberg, who's a, who's a great friend and, and a collaborator. We, we work on a lot of agency projects together. And so, uh, he came in with his skilled eye and technique and he, and he always delivers like every time oh, when you're looking awesome. for the automotive stuff, like Tyler Kalberg can do it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really fun weekend shooting that man, because it was like, we were kids again. Yeah. It was, you know, we're so used to, you know, I do that for a job. And so you're so, we're, you used to like sort of certain schedules, client guidelines, all this different stuff that, you know, it's a job, right? There's yeah. always stuff. But this was like when you're in your backyard and you're 12 years old and you have a like a VHS camcorder and you're filming like a like a war movie. Yeah. In my case, is filming backyard wrestling. That's what it was like. Dude, it, I get you it. Know, just, we were on the road. We were going up to Vancouver. So we stopped in all these different locations along the way. It reminds Shoot. you of why you love what you do. Absolutely. It was like, this is it. Dude, that's part of when people ask me why. Like, you know, I spent a lot of time doing podcasts that are not compensated in a sense. Yeah, you know right. I mean? I, I'm not a money-motivated guy, but obviously time is money. And, yeah. so, you know, from doing several hours a week of different podcasts and things like that with the post and the prep and the actual execution of it yeah. people are like well why do you do it i'm like because it reminds me of why i love audio entertainment it's a chance yep. for me not to have to worry about ratings it's a chance for me right. not to have to worry about answering to a client mm-hmm. a chance to not have to worry about answering to my boss fortunately enough and some people would complain about people not listening i'm i'm very happy that my bosses do not listen to the podcast because right. it's like you know <laughs> it's a chance just to do whatever the f i want yeah yeah and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that's yeah. the same thing. You obviously love wrestling like I do. And mm-hmm. the chance to apply your skill set to what you love to do and not have anyone breathing down your neck except for yourself. Right. I, I like I encourage everyone to do that yeah. like as much as they can is to find that thing that they really are passionate about. Even if it is something weird like pro wrestling mm-hmm. and and like see how far you can take it and what your artistic vision or your interpretation of that and like don't be afraid to just mess around and fail at it and 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 just be free with it because yeah. it really is a is is a sort of a magical feeling that you tap into as to where you enter into a flow state almost. As to where you're running at a different level because yeah. it's intuitive, you know, it's completely intuitive, uh, and that's what that weekend was, and that what that's what I think, I think a little of that was captured in the video. 
which yeah. is very, very cool. And I think it resonated with people because we were able to take that sore, we were able to take kind of the feelings that we were all feeling together and really highlight Shane because Shane was experiencing that stuff as well. Shane was coming, you know, he, he did that chat with you in here as to where it was like Shane was coming to this place for the first time since he was born weeks here. Weeks old. Right. Weeks old. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after he was born in, in Tacoma, he was off to Germany. Yep. Never been here back first. And so it like actually like made me like it made me pretty emotional when I was like sort of reading through some comments and it was a conversation that he was having with his mom and his mom recounting some memories about oh, wow. being like at Pike Place or some of these other places like, oh, you know, you, you, you know, me and this other family member, you took me through. It was, it was really, uh, it was really heartwarming to, to see that. And I think that is the sort of construct I want to give Defy in terms of a narrative engine. And what a great timing yeah. for, I mean, obviously I feel like he's walking into this as the hometown favorite, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. you're, you're taking on Cody Rhodes, who is beloved by wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Who I would imagine then there's this weird conflict of, as a wrestling fan, who do I cheer for? Right, yeah. But Cody just made that a lot easier for the nerdy wrestling fans like myself to boo him because he's established now himself as being this bad guy, the American nightmare. Whereas before that, I feel like you would just have a a room of wrestling fans not really sure who's the good guy or the bad guy. I guess it would depend on the match and how they they narrate it. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. that's already been taken care of in a sense. Smoking cigars. Yeah. Doesn't even care. Bullet Club, American (laughs) Nightmare coming in, taking on the guy who's finally home, taking a chance to wrestle in front of his hometown crowd. And I'll be be 100% honest when he like, he really does have a sense of responsibility to defy like he's not just we're flying him in for the show mm-hmm. like like Strickland yeah okay. Strickland is a, a part of defy he's a part of our roster he's a part of me man and I'm it, wearing his shirt right now see got, you are yep, yes King look at that right King of Swerve that's right <laughs> so you know he you know he's coming in as a as as a local it's it's the prodigal son returns that's so right cool. he's he's coming back home and, and he's representing, and this is a guy that's been all over the world and is seeing such great success and is really one of the preeminent, you know, top, man, he, he might be in the, like, he's for sure in the top 10 in terms of those independent dudes going out there and working. Oh, I would agree. And probably even above that and by I many. I, I wouldn't be surprised when we get closer to that date as, as more um, Lucha Underground. He showed us a little bit of what's coming up in the world of Lucha Underground and and he's going to be from season three, and I don't know if some of it. I, I'm a little behind on my Lucha Underground, maybe by, by three weeks. Um, I'm catching up now while I'm on vacation. But he is poised to walk away the star of Lucha for the season, yeah. for some of the stuff that he's going to do. And yeah. and yeah, I agree. He's yeah. one of, if not, if if you can't put him in the top five, he's knocking on that door as yeah. far as the hottest independent wrestlers mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. that's what I love about Lucha is that you had that opportunity to grab guys from Lucha. Whereas you can't grab them from the WWE. Right. You can't grab them from certain ones that are under a contract, but they're under that TV contract of Lucha, but then they yeah. ha- they are able to 
go and do other stuff, which has been, as a Lucha Underground fan, that right now is the only chance we have to see Lucha Underground stars. Right. And we have three of them. Yeah. That, yeah. From Son of Havoc, Havoc to, to Matanza mm-hmm. to Killshot, mm-hmm. you know, obviously going yeah. by their actual names, but... Yeah. Here's and a chance for us to see them perform live. And it's not ending either. I mean, we're having talks with, with other dudes right now that are from Lucha Underground for, nice. the ne- for our next Gotta couple shows. Gotta get Marty DeMoth, man. Gotta get Marty DeMoth. I mean, who knows? <laughs> like, who knows what'll happen? I Love mean, maybe there's guy. maybe there's a Strickland Moth, Re- you know, yes. rematch, like, yes. happening up here. Like, you, you don't, like, you, we never, like, you'll be so surprised with what we have in store for the next couple events. Like, and- Defy One is just the start. Like, people need to go there because they're going to be surprised about what we have to offer them mm-hmm. and they're gonna want to come back they're gonna have a like, blast for sure uh they're gonna have to put up with me in the ring and now <laughs> you're gonna be so good i'm so pumped you're perfect for it this you're is gonna so be perfect fun. you're seattle's ambassador to pro wrestling yes Migs. like and you I'm, straight up are i expect streamers <laughs> stream, <laughs> stream, me. stream him stream him <laughs> stream me <laughs> that's a great shirt we have to make that. has to happen a silhouette of me yeah. with streamers with streamers like just kind of going and yeah. then just says stream me oh it's so good this yeah. is that's my thing this is i mean we're gonna make so much money with you, know, you somebody's got the let's get ready to i can't finish it so i don't get sued right 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 i'm gonna be the stream me guy stream me that's right <laughs> I'll come out to R. Kelly. It's going to be great. I like it. You know, like kicks off. You got to do it the first of the show. Right. Right. Because it's just like, it's interactive plus, right from the get go. Plus, I'm only helping the business. Yes. They need to get rid of those streamers and buy more streamers. Yeah. Absolutely. What better way to do it than yeah. to stream Throw me. it at that guy. Yes. Throw it at Hit him. Hit me in the face. I don't care. <laughs> Wait, that didn't sound right. <laughs> you know, we're talking a lot about Shane Strickland. I figured this is a perfect opportunity for us to segue to that interview that we did do with Shane Strickland when he was in town. If you watch the video, you'll hear a couple of excerpts from the, the interview, but it's a good one, man. It's a, a fun chat. It's definitely, if you're a, a, a geeky wrestling fan like ourselves, I think you'll enjoy our chat with uh, with Shane Strickland. Killshot, who's going to be at Defy 1, and you can get tickets now. Get them now, because they're selling quick. They're selling, I mean, they're going quick. And it's a small venue, so it's going to be one of those things where once it sells out... There's not going to be tickets at the door. Right. Like, that's for sure. So get them. Go online, defywrestling.com. Come hang out with me. I'm going to be there all night long, hanging out with everybody. I'm going to be just as much of a geeky fan as everybody else. Yeah, I'm going to do the announcements, but I'm watching the matches, too. Uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. James, thank you for putting together a really cool Northwest Independent... And also... I love the fact that when you when you create something cool that gets talked about, it also brings attention to the other cool things that are getting. I think it's great that there's this this um, this I, I don't know I guess kind of uh, cross pollination of the Defy three two one battle, the Project forty two. There's also For sure. the, the the Lucha guys that are in town. For sure, uh, was it Lucha Volcanica? Lucha Libre Volcanica. Yeah, so, so good. I think it's man. It's just it, it makes me happy to know that there's not like this weird. Obviously, there's always going to be competition in the sense that you want like in music you want to be as good if not better than your friend's band just because it makes you better and it's not about really like any kind of negative competition there's always good room for positive competition i love the fact that y'all have a lot of love for each other yeah we do we want to build it all up together because there's plenty of room there's There's plenty plenty of room there's plenty plenty of people out there we see how many people like wwe brings into key arena or whatever like no you know you guys need to like don't like Go to SmackDown. That's yeah. fine, but like, like get your ass like right to one of our shows mm-hmm. because like start supporting local pro wrestling because we're building it up and it's good stuff. And I'm hey, it's a wake up call for me as well. It's like I keep telling myself I need to go to three two one. I need to go to Project Forty Two. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's always I got to find that time. And you're right because I remember going to WrestleMania in Dallas 
in front of 100,000 fans, and it was an amazing day of wrestling, and then myself and Kevin from Metal Shop, who's another fellow wrestling fan, we're like, hey, there's an independent show happening at a VFW hall at midnight after WrestleMania where Jake the Snake, Brian Cage, Johnny Gargano, uh, uh, Joey Ryan, a bunch of other great wrestlers are all going to be there, uh, Sammy Callahan. And we went, and it's like the extreme of 100,000 to 200. Yeah. And yeah. both were equally satisfying for different reasons. Yeah. The intimacy right. of being at a small match with some, some truly talented wrestlers I can never, I'll never forget, like watching Brian Cage wrestle in front of like 150 to 200, 200 people was so cool. Yeah. Just as cool as watching AJ Styles wrestle in front of 100,000. Right, so, right. Do yourself a favor. Go check out Defy One. Uh, check out all the local independent wrestling that's going on. And if you just do an internet search of the, the, the groups that we talked about, you'll be able to find information about them. But join us January 13th. It's going to be at the Washington Hall in Seattle. And get tickets at DefyWrestling.com and get them quick because they are selling out. And follow you guys at Defy Northwest or at Defy NW for more information. Man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having this me. This just flew I by. I can't wait. I can't wait till you're ripping your shirt off in okay. the middle of Defy Ring. You might have to wait until like Defy 5 or 6 by that point. Well, Maybe I'll know. have the the, the, uh, the pecs to Worth do the it. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. But I can wait. <laughs> we got to work on my streamy shirt. <laughs> So bring streamers, and I, don't don't make me look bad. Don't make me go streamy, and then there's nothing. Nothing. There's a nothing. roll of toilet paper. That would be the, the saddest picture on Instagram, which might be cool, but don't do that. <laughs> don't do it, please. Thanks, Mig. Jim, thank you, man. This Thanks. has been a, this has been a blast, and uh, yeah, with that, might as well just jump right into it. Here's our chat with Shane Strickland, kill shot from Lucha Underground, and again, he will be in the main event against Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare for Defy One, DefyWrestling.com. Let's check out our chat. I have a million questions, uh, so it's going to be a lot of bouncing around. I'm very ADD when no, it comes let's to... let's do it. Especially with wrestling. I'm let's very excited it. to talk to you. You're my favorite superstar that's wrestling oh, in, on you. Lucha Underground. All right, first I'll start off with, yes. every time they introduce you, Kill Shot from Tacoma, Washington. Yes. I see on your Instagram, you mentioned how you were coming back to the Northwest, and I think you said that you haven't been here since you're two weeks old, or... Yeah, basically my mom and my dad, they met when my dad was in the military, Uh-huh. so I was... Um, made conceived somewhere <laughs> in that process and uh, i was born in tacoma washington in a military base and two weeks later i was flown to germany frankfurt germany and i was lived there until uh-huh. i was seven years old and after that we flew back to the states in the east coast in pennsylvania and i pretty much bounced around between pennsylvania and virginia till i was like eight seventeen, and then okay. went to the military so then um Maybe it's a stupid question. And uh, is it your choice to say that you're from Tacoma, Washington? What was the, the 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 decision process behind that? Because it sounds like as if, yeah, this is where you were from, but you didn't really get to. You know, it's not home in a sense. Well, it, like, um, I don't never really have like a hometown. Everybody was like, "What's your hometown?" I'm like, I don't know, because I'm like, because it be should it be Seattle or Tacoma? Should it be Germany? A, should yeah. it be Pennsylvania? Should it be Virginia? I don't really have one because mm-hmm. I I grew up all over the place. Yeah. So I figured uh, see, uh, Tacoma, Washington was just like the, like it just felt right and uh-huh. it was different from where everybody else. Because like um, especially like when I was wrestling on the East Coast, everybody was Philadelphia, Philadelphia, New York, and Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Makes you stand so out. So I was like, I'm Tacoma, Washington, and they'd be like, Oh, this is different. So oh, so then like it got more. For some reason, a lot more people on Twitter and social media would always jump on me and be like, Hey, man, that's really cool. You're representing Tacoma, man. Nobody, nobody, not a lot of people. <laughs> Like it to, like you know, say that nobody reps this place, man. They, thank you. So like they, I got fans just from getting, yeah. just from repping Tacoma. Oh, dude, the minute so, they so announced really cool. you, it's from Tacoma, Washington. 
uh, on uh, on Lucha Underground. I'm like, that's my guy. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, this is cool getting to watch him, watch him. And then of course, I mean, I'm sure you've talked a million times about the the weapons of mass destruction match. Yeah. <laughs> which. I remember I get to watch them usually a day or two later just yeah. because of my work schedule. I get up at 2 in the morning, so staying up late to yeah. watch Lucha Underground is not my cards, but the next day I'll watch it. My boss, he's also a wrestling fan, he goes, dude, oh, awesome. <laughs> I, he's like, you need to watch Lucha tonight. And I'm like, why? And he's like, bro, this match between Killshot and Marty the Moth is one of the most ridiculous and insane matches. Yeah. And so I get home, I watch it, and I'm just like... Okay, I'm now not only am I a fan of yours because you're from Tacoma, Washington, <laughs> now you've just cemented the fact that you're the best thing going on in, in Lucha Underground. The things that you and Marty were doing. Oh, man. Can, what was that like? What was that that match like? Because, I mean, I would imagine that wow. a lot of people um, are asking you about it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the creative process between it, it was honestly just me and Marty's minds put together. Okay, so um, the two of you are sick Fs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and Marty, <laughs> the way the way Marty's mind is set up, he's like a he's a, he's like a actor on the side. So the camera work and all that was mainly him. That's mm-hmm. where the aspect of where he like had a lot of input with that. So he knew exactly how this should look, this face should look, this camera shot should be here, the timing for this, all those things was the elements for that. Me, I was more like, like, oh man, like in every um, like gimmicked up wrestling match, everybody's like teases something, teases something. We're like, let's just hit it, let's just do it. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like, all right, I'm there if you, I'll be there if you need me. I'm like, yep, do it, because everybody's like teases this, teases this, never hits it. No, we're like, no, let's do it. Right, because I mean, I would yeah. imagine for you. I mean, you've you've done some pretty extreme matches. Over, I yes. mean, I remember the first when I first was introduced. It was the the, the, the panes of glass match, yeah. which was just. I mean, I, I I was in pain watching you wrestle in that match. But I mean, so, oh, it's, it feels like falling off of a bike going really fast, and the, the swords you get are like all over you instead of just your elbow or your knee. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to tell to, to paint a picture for those that are going to be listening, like. Imagine you watch them wrestling, you see these table matches. They got the table, someone goes through the table, and you're like, oh my god, that's that's insane. Now replace that table with just this extremely big piece of glass. Yeah, and then like, uh, not only that, when like uh, when you go through a table or you hit a ladder or a chair or something like that, the pain like lingers, but it's gone after a while. Mm-hmm. And then you can move the chair and the table out of the way, and you, it's not there anymore. Glass, it stays in the ring. So anything else you do after that, you're, con- you're continually landing in glass. And like sometimes like... Shards of glass are like so small. The particles are so small. Like you'll find particles in you like a week, days later, after you showered many times. I remember like um, Sammy Callahan. Yeah. um, He did like one of the craziest cage of death matches ever in CZW years ago, and he was like a month later, he pulled out a shard of glass out of his head (laughs) because it was just lodged in there. Because you're like it gets so deep and they're so small, you don't see it and you don't feel it. Oh my god! But your body naturally just pushes it out. Right, like, and after a while, so that's what glass does to you. It and just, I'm like, freaking out about a splinter sometimes, yeah. and that'll consume me for the entire day. Like, son of a bitch, and exactly. you guys got glass sticking in your bodies for I try like, to, like, days on end. I try to like put my mind away from it sometimes and just be like, um, yeah, this is about to happen. But like, I'm like, because you can't like think too much about it. Because then when you like, when you start thinking about stuff, you start second guessing it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, should we or should I do this or should I do? Right, like, you don't naturally. Uh, present your body to the situation. You just got to dive right in. You got to just go. Yeah. And then throughout that that kind of a match where you're putting yourself through some extreme pain, and it goes even with the weapons of mass destruction yeah. match. I mean, the two kind of I feel like are two matches that like one will put you on the map for one reason, the other one probably put you on the map for another reason right. in a sense. But 
is there a point while all this is going on that you're not feeling it? The adrenaline, the crowd, or is it that you're feeling every single moment? Oh yeah, I feel it every time. I feel it every time, but like I, it's like kind of like football. You feel you feel pain. Yeah, it's you. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Mm -hmm. Like throughout the match, I was hurt, but I wasn't injured. As long as I can get back up and keep going, I'm not down. I got you. You know, so. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Never thought about it like that, but yeah. that does make sense. <laughs> not that I'm ready to go through glass at any. <laughs> like, not too many people are. No, no, I think I'm gonna pass on that. I'll be okay with just watching you. Do right. That. Yeah. <laughs> right. So for you and uh, you do CZW, and you know, obviously you've been doing the independent wrestling scene for a while, and then you get picked up with uh, Lucha Underground. Which, from what I'm hearing in the interviews that I've paid attention to, that. It's a whole different animal in the sense that it's a television show. It's yes. a television show first, and of course there's wrestling going on, but does that change the way that you wrestle? Does that change the way that you approach things that all of a sudden you're not just doing a wrestling match, but you're actually having to worry about a director or, or uh, the way that it's written or the way that it's, it's, it's marked? It, it does change it, but not to the extent where like it takes the um, art of wrestling out of it. If anything, it mm -hmm. makes us more creative. Okay. Because now everything I'm doing in the ring goes to it, it relates to um, an episode that I did last season. Like those, like like um, you know how you watch like Walking Dead or you watch those really really great shows, right? Yeah. Um, you're like, oh man, that's the character he uh, stole that knife from this character from season two episode this. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, they're bringing that back. That's really cool. Well, in, Lu in Lucha, we get to do that kind of stuff. We get to do those little things. We get to have like those little relics yeah. that um, we forgot about in, in the beginning of season two, and we get to bring it out in a match quality in season three. So our, that changes our wrestling, and it, change, it can change our huh. character. It okay. can change what we do. It can change like, oh, I can't do that move anymore because this person stole my soul from this season ago, <laughs> and so my character now wouldn't do that now. So that changes how you wrestle there. That change like, oh, um, so they're pretty open to hearing like, like oh, if, yeah. if you say, hey, look, this is. Let's not forget what happened last season. Exactly, to me. exactly. That's cool. Like, and sometimes, like it's sometimes a sixty forty the talent with the writers. Like sometimes we'll go out and like, hey, since um, we're doing a character shift now and we're like going this way with the character, I don't think I should be doing this anymore. Or my wardrobe has to be different. Hmm. Or like, um, like uh, Matt Stryker needs to say this on commentary now. Or like, oh, uh, maybe I should t maybe I shouldn't touch Melissa Santos as much. Or maybe I should. Or maybe I can like talk to the fans. Or maybe I should leave them alone. Yeah. Or maybe I should like, maybe I should, I should bring uh, cheer the fans on. Come on, come on. Or maybe I should like ignore the fans. Right. All those elements make up the character and what we do in the ring. Every wow. single thing, and it's so like small. That has to be so much it's, fun. It's it's so so much fun. It's yeah. so creative. It's like um, like um. Uh, like uh, the air episode now just aired with um, uh, about two weeks ago with um, Fox coming in. Yeah, which and, uh, AR, but he goes by uh, Dante. Okay, Dante now. But, but okay, because I thought he had like a, something Fox as well. Oh yeah, no, you'll you'll find that out later. Oh okay. So I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm really up to date with my product. You can't you can't shift me. You can't like, get spoilers out of me. I, I know what's you. going on TV. I know what you've seen. You know that, what I didn't that's, see. That's a solid point. So. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, Passed the test. I actually got a call from Lucha, and they said, "Try and screw him like, up." You don't. No, you can't. You can't get me. You can't get me. Okay. Um, so, um, the the character paradigm with Killshot in season two mm -hmm. was that he's fighting someone bigger, crazier, um, more powerful, more relentless. I'm, I'm the opposite side of the coin. I have a conscience. I know what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. I know like he's stronger than me. 
that's my that's the weakness. This the strengths and the weaknesses mm-hmm. of these of these characters. He's bigger, he's stronger, but I'm faster and I'm more combat oriented. So it's our strengths versus our weaknesses. Someone who has a conscience, someone who doesn't. That's the paradigms between Killshot and Marty the Moth. Basically, a Batman versus Joker type type deal. Yeah, an antagonist protagonist. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's the the key to any good entertainment. Right. It's a pretty easy story to tell instead of just like, oh, he's good, he's bad. But what, like, what makes the combat different? How do I overcome his strengths to my weaknesses? Mm -hmm. How does his weaknesses, like, hinder him that I take advantage of? So it's pretty much a game of chess. Now with Fox coming in. We're very much similar. So how do I face someone that's very much me? I gotcha. Yeah. You know, so, and it's also like, there's so much more element to the story that we, I need to change. And it shows a different side of the kill shot character that goes ahead. Is that hard for you? Cause it's like, almost like you're living two lives. You're, you, you're Shane Strickland and then you're kill shot. Is it, uh, is there moments where you're just like, okay, I got to really rethink how I'm wrestling because it's not. This is not Shane Strickland wrestling in the ring. Oh, um, no, it's more fun, honestly. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's way more fun. Um, it, pretty much, if you look at a, like an alternate universe, because um, Shane Strickland, myself, mm-hmm. and the Killshot character, they both had the same orient going growing up. They both had military. Now, w- the difference is Shane Strickland completed the military and became, a, uh, he's a hero. He's mm-hmm. actually completed, he was a good A-star soldier. You know, Killshot abandoned the military and is a he's a AWOL and he's abandoned and he's like um, pretty much a bad soldier, but he's with a good conscience. So he did a bad thing. Shane Strickland did a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much two alternate universes. If Killshot was a good soldier, he would be Shane Strickland, but he's not. So he's a Killshot. Oh, OK. So it's pretty much a nice little parallel universes. That's got to be a that, that yeah I would imagine it has to be a blast in the sense oh, yeah. I mean when you're thinking about it because it's it almost feels like because I I heard an interview recently with some of the creators and some of the guys behind Lucha Underground and you know certain characters that they had and then they found the wrestler to fit the character right and it sounds like that probably is what worked happened with you I mean in a sense with me it was a little different because um I came in on a favor from Ricochet <laughs> like because they like me and uh, Ricochet are really good really good friends right and um literally on my email for with the contract Lucha Underground they're like hey you're friends with Trevor huh so would you like a contract. This is literally influence. <laughs> so knowing the right people can get you places. Yeah. But um, they just knew they wanted to put me in a mask, but they didn't know the character. Okay. I pretty much came up with everything. Okay. Yeah, I, wrote, I, did, I read that yeah. you said something to the extent of you writing the backstory of yes. what Killshot is, which they must have loved. They, hey, this must yeah. work for us. <laughs> because know? season one, I just had, I had matches with cool people, but I had no direction. And that's not a fault of them. It was just like, I didn't, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for like anything more. So when we did the um, season one to season two break, I was like, okay, I'm going to like create a, a backstory to this character. Very smart of you. And I wrote like three different stories, like like pretty, like a paragraph each, mm-hmm. you know, not long. And they were very like broad of a story for like the writers can put in anything they want. But it was very like fit me. And Makes I feel sense. like I could actually act this out and be, become this. It wasn't something outside of the what I couldn't feel like I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I sent it to the head writer. He liked it a lot, and he combined all three of those elements in some way. And so when I came back in season two, they had me prepared to do all the stunts in the desert and do all the action scenes and the uh-huh. shooting. So they just added all those elements, and then they kind of made it an organic thing, and then it just constantly started growing. 
and they must have loved that because you have a military backgr- yeah. background right. to do those kind of because I recently did a video piece where I was shooting a gun and yeah. I, they had like consultants and I'm like grilling them I'm like just please make sure I'm holding the gun the right way right. And, it. and of course like I, I was shooting like an assault rifle and it was slightly off of my shoulder and man because this is a very, this is a, as you know, yeah. Seattle yeah, yeah. and the Northwest is a lot of military, and yeah. everyone's like, "You're shooting it wrong." I'm, I'm like, "I'm trying." <laughs> exactly. So I would imagine for them, they're like, "Gosh, this is great." He knows how to shoot the gun. Yeah. He knows how to. He I mean, he's that guy. I mean, to a certain degree, I still need it. I, they had like um, a special forces guy who's a military expert, like like full full on expert on weaponry. Right. So like any like I I had like slight little. Um, modifications to make yeah. to holding a handgun and like the like uh oh you're um if you're like a regular person shooting a gun yeah you'd hold it like this but you're a you're a special forces like ranger you're army ranger you're something you're more like lethal than that right you know you're more of an expertise so you got to hold it like this and you got to boom when you do this you need to change it and then get back to here so i need to be like way more like yeah, yeah. <laughs> advanced at it than a average person holding a gun so i had to like crash course lessons and like 10 minutes to get ready to shoot this. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. But then there was like parts I had to like, like get the gun disarmed and counter this, take this person's gun. So like I had to take the person, the gun out of this person's thing, take him down, then get right back to that position. It was so tricky. But after so many times, I finally ended up getting it. Uh, I was about to say, please yeah. tell me there's some blooper reel that's going to be released one day. Oh my God, it'd be embarrassing. <laughs> you know, like Killshot doesn't know what he's doing, man. What is he doing out there? Is, uh, is uh, the character of Killshot, is that the first time that you've donned a mask? Yes, ever. Is that is that a weird transition? I mean, is it breathing differently? Is I mean, this mask isn't as hard because there's a lot of open holes right, to it. Like right. if I had the Puma's mask, I'd be freaking miserable. I don't know how like some of those guys like Aerostar. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, Aerostar's eyes are closed. Uh, Drago I, too. Yeah, yeah. Drago's mask is very like kind of clunky. If you have ever like been around him and felt his mask like outside, like when he takes it off and you feel it, it's like wow. This is like it's not heavy, but it's like very abnormally like. If you like, if he had to roll on the ground and stuff with it, it's just weird. Right, especially weird with the tail a, on the back, and it's weird a lot. for whoever he's wrestling too. Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to grab onto, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very like uncomfortable to a certain degree. So, so for you though, it was it wasn't that yeah, bad? It, of a wasn't, transition. it wasn't that bad. Do you ever hope that eventually that on 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 Lucha Underground that the mask will come off? Um, I, I'd hope. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm. Is it in your notes for future? Uh, like, but that that's the element. I'm I'm cool with either way. Like, mm-hmm. would I like to? Yeah, I would like to show my face. That'd be cool. But yeah. like if I don't if it doesn't need it, then I'm okay doing this. I'm okay staying with that. Thankfully, yeah. wrestling is a, a a medium that has very strong and passionate fans. Yeah. So, you know, in, in other worlds, I would be like, man, you know, that that could hurt. That you have a brand. You, you're Shane Strickland. You want yeah. people to see what you look like, know what you're all about. And right. A mask hinders that in a way. But in wrestling, it's like I think that doesn't matter because people are so passionate. That they're just going to go straight and find who who is this guy under the mask? Oh or, yeah. Or where is Shane Strickland wrestling other than here or there or this independent show or that independent show? So it, it's it's nice that the internet is there for the hardcore wrestling fans. Exactly. Uh, recently, I've been watch I watch a lot of just all types of wrestling, and oh, yeah. I was watching the network going back and 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 obsessing over Saturday night's main event. Yeah. And I, I never paid attention because as a kid, I don't you know realize that things are done for the purpose like they're hollywooding it up yeah. and i'm like wow all the crowd noise is completely piped in and i'm watching mm-hmm. like a match that these days would get crucified by the fans yeah but back then because of the fake crowds and the fake noise it's like wow this is actually an entertaining match even though it technically isn't right 
And I was like kind of conflicted about that because, I mean, I enjoy the realism of what wrestling has become. And I think independent wrestling has really bled into into the, the, the WWEs. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I mean, it's yeah. you could tell there's a giant whether or not they'll admit to it. There's a giant influence. Yes. Um, but sometimes crowds get the better of the actual match. And oh, I would yeah. imagine as a wrestler, is that frustrating? Is that challenging? Um, it's it's definitely um, uh, to me. Sometimes it's a little disheartening yeah. and it's discouraging to the performer. Because sometimes it's like, oh, man, do they not care about me? Do they not care about the match? Especially when you're going out there really working hard. You know, mm-hmm. they're really, like, go, like doing some risky stuff still. Like, And there's, some fans are just, like, against it or, like, just training for another whole other match. Right. Or another or, person from a – they're chanting the pe- people's name who aren't even on the show. Yeah. It's very discouraging. It know, is as a thing. fan for me. I'm just like you know. I go go to live events. I go to as much wrestling as I possibly can, and I just go to enjoy it. Like, yeah. I I never seen a um, a medium or a, a form of entertainment where it's like the fans are out there criticizing the writing decisions, but in turn, what they're doing is they're, it, it, it's impacting the wrestlers that are busting their ass oh, yeah. in the ring. And it's like it's to me, it just it makes my head hurt to try and figure out well what how have we gotten to this point? How do we get out of that kind of a, a mindset? Man. It's it's such a it's at such a point where it's like um, everything's so exposed, mm-hmm. and like once you give like fans the script, they don't want to like they don't want to watch the show and enjoy. It. They want to just write their own show. There's no patience. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, just be patient. Maybe yeah. it's going to end the way you hope it is, but yeah. it's going to take six weeks. Like and and now like forums, there's like forums where everybody's a critic on yep. everything, not just in wrestling and everything and everything. Like, oh, this album should be written this way. This show, like, I can't stand The Walking Dead. They killed these two people. Like, how could they do this? And then even like, in the world yeah. of radio, someone's like, why don't you do like, it this way? Yeah, like, like everybody's a critic, and right. everybody you they everybody you should be doing it the, everybody's way, and nobody sits back and like just enjoys what's being presented to them because nobody mm-hmm. does that to like like um the the last marvel movie they're just right. like oh man like yeah like captain america go ahead yeah like uh, the black panther yeah awesome <laughs> right no it, one's at the theater going this is boring yeah or, no no they, they're <laughs> not going to get that there yeah but, like they just accept what's given to them <laughs> you know and it's silly to me it's, it's all it's usually like live anything live done is like is subject for that so what are some of the places that, though, you love? Like, when you see that you're going to wrestle at, whether it be a city, whether it be a country, yeah. what are the places that you're just like, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Oh, um, CZW still. Yeah. Still to this day. Lucha. Um, every time. Um, What's the crowd difference between, like, a CZW crowd and a Lucha crowd? Is it is, is it weird? CZW because- can be tough. CZW can yeah. be, like, uh, honestly, CZW is the roughest audience I've ever been around and been in front of still to this day like but that's what makes that i feel like czw's audience is so demanding mm-hmm. if you can't win them over if you win actually if you do win them over there's no audience in the world that you can't perform in front of whether it be kids like mostly men drunk adults <laughs> whether it be like teenagers yeah if you can win over a czw audience you can wrestle anywhere in the world and for those that like that are listening right now, because I, I mean, I like to, I like to think that a lot of people that listen are very in tune to like all the awesome independent wrestling that's going on, but they're not. Uh, what is uh, CZW? How could you describe it? Oh, Combat I mean, Zone is very mature audience, very mature. I mean, it's that's and, the one we were talking about with the the pains of yeah. of glass match, and that's the audience that and that's the fan base that's been watching since like two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So they've seen everything. There's nothing like they you can do 
that they haven't seen already. There's uh, there's fans sitting in that audience that have been there going to CW shows since 2001. They've seen Steen and Generico. They've seen Alex Shelley's. They've seen, friggin' like Dean Ambrose right. with John Moxley. John they've Moxley, seen yeah. everybody. They've seen them. They grew up watching them. So there's nothing like really new. Yeah, how, can, how do you impress a crowd yeah, that's seen it all? That's, right. Then they've been they've been jaded since two thousand two. <laughs> you know, they've been they've that been that should be yeah. on the back of a t shirt. Yeah, for CCW that should be like since CCW jaded since so too. You know, <laughs> so like they're all so like literally CCW audiences walk in and they sit there like they, with this smug look and they go impress me. It's a Nirvana yeah. song. Here we are now, entertain us. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what CCW <laughs> audiences are. Just Jeez. like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like super crazy athletic. Oh, death! This is always it's just something different. Mm-hmm. What can you offer that's different and entertaining yep. that'll get the reaction out of the fans? You know, I've seen them boo people out of the building. I've seen, I've seen don't come back chance. I've seen oh. like screw this match and this match. Like you suck. You like I've seen them like literally cause matches to end short because the audience took over so bad. And if you watch a lot of Botchamania stuff, a lot the most of the stuff is CZW, and it's just not even bad matches happening. It's just the audience is just swarmed and took over the match. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. Like they're it's it's grueling, but if like. You can win over the audience there. You can win it over anywhere. And has there ever been times where, it, like, either A, it's gotten the better of you or it's gotten the better of someone that you know and you had to pull them aside and be like, look. It's, it, it's def- definitely gotten the better of someone. Yeah. Like, you have to have a strong will to be able to. I mean, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And if that, if that, that, t- that place should teach you how to be confident. And it, <laughs> it, you have to be confident. Because like, they can also, that confidence can be sensed. They can sense when you're like, oh, we're getting to him. Oh, right. he's oh he's losing it. Oh yeah, oh, they can sense that. It's, it's like a comic like, in a yeah, sense. There's yeah. blood in the water. The crowd's yeah. gonna go for it. When the when the comic's like stuttering over his words yep. and not com- like, does it feel confident delivering mm-hmm. what he, his jokes or his shtick? Like it, it swarms the audience, and the audience gets like they feel that. Wow. And then that's when like the bat the the chatter and like the the uh, freaking bickering. And all that happens. It happens as a com- comedy, and it happens in wrestling the same way. Has there been a time where you? When's the time that you've been most distracted in a match by something that was going on outside of the match that you were wrestling in? Um, I, I think I, there was a fight that broke out in the car in the in the in the crowd. I don't think it was CZW though. Was, it wasn't CZW, but it was somewhere. I think like a fight broke out, and like all everybody's attention just went at the right out there, yeah. right out the way. So we just like, all right, slow down. Nobody's paying attention. And then, like, <laughs> Okay, are they out? All right, all right, let's get back. Okay, right in the corner of your eye. Yeah. Is there going to be a riot? Should we yeah. keep going or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, but nothing like crazy. Nothing super like out of this world happened. Like nothing like that. What I enjoy about watching you also is that, that you know whether it be lucha, whether it be CZW type stuff, or what the I remember seeing you wrestle over at a WrestleCon when I went to Dallas for WrestleMania, and that was right. a lot of fun for that giant match oh, yeah. that was going on but you adapt and, and, and can entertain in any way whether it be a, a hardcore type of a match or whether it be ones that have a, a comedic moments like I remember right. it was the match it was with Will Ospreay where in the middle of the match oh, you, yes. you guys just bust into uh, the, the Uptown Funk song yeah. and it's, it's ridiculous and at first I'm like alright and then as it keeps going it's like you like the confidence you guys are so committed to it it's like this is hilarious this is a lot of fun the crowd really right. ended up and obviously there's old school wrestlers out there that don't necessarily like that and and are have been vocal about it what's your take on that kind of like in in, in that sense i mean it, to me it feels like there's a place for all styles of wrestling yeah. and as long as it's entertaining it's entertaining but 
does it bother you that some of the old the old regime does not understand? Which cracks me up because in the old regime there were guys dressed as barbers. There was guys, yeah, you know, there was, was mummies. Yeah, right. There was. <laughs> there's been comedy and wrestling since day one. Yeah, I mean, that's, let's absolutely. not forget that. Like you know, like the that's like um, to me as long as if as long as it feel I feel like is as long as it always comes back to um, it being competition mm-hmm. in wrestling, I always think it's fine. Yeah. Like as long as it always gets back, like if they like if there's a match that's like, oh man, this is getting ridiculous. Oh, this is like, oh, this is funny. Oh, this is getting out of. Then it just like it just completely goes away from the aspect of competition or wrestling. And now it's just like, okay, now you're just doing it for the sake of just like, like just it's just, it's just uh, hoping it'll become yeah. like a viral just, hit yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's just a gratuity at this point, and it's not like actual like as long as it somehow gets back to the aspect of wrestling in mm-hmm. competition that's like me and my friend um me and my, one of my good buddies we pretty much um we kind of had the same argument with movies so like okay if you look at jurassic park right yeah the the concept of it is already out of this world there's dinosaurs in 2016 you know that, that's the uh, the concept of that is already way too it's, it's just out of out of the box right already right now when like um we can accept the fact that there's dinosaurs in this film. We can accept that. Right. We suspend reality. Yeah, we just suspended it yeah, already. Absolutely. So like you're in you're in the movie, right? You're you're watching, you're invested, and then there's a chase scene, they're running from dinosaurs and all that. But then uh um this person starts flying. What? No. That's that you can't do that. No. That I can't believe this movie. No, I'm uninvested. <laughs> but you accepted the fact that there were dinosaurs. Why can't you accept the fact that people can fly? That's like why well, can't you just be entertained? Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's the concept of wrestling. Oh, we accepted these guys are dancing. Oh, this is funny. Okay, now there's an ice cream man in the ring. Wait, now, no, there's too much. I'm out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's the it's the discon- That's where it gets disconnected because right. it's, it's like just it just went like left a uh, complete left turn. It's like that's your line. That's the line yeah. that made you stop believing right. and, and having fun. Okay, right, yeah. right. Like uh, regardless, like so as long as so that box has to be like pretty contained in order for wrestling to be able to do these other outlandish things. Right. You know, we can accept the fact that Joey Ryan uses his penis to flip people. You know, we can use that. We can we can accept that, right? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Ha ha ha. And then but right. it gets back to wrestling. Solid to point. a certain way. Absolutely. He's a great entertainer. He's a right. fun wrestler and he has funny moments, obviously. Exactly. Right. But it still was in the context of Speaking a, of that, yeah. I have to ask because I remember it was the, the the Weapons of Mass Destruction match and I grabbed the audio because I love the commentating that's done by Matt Stryker and Vampiro. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's a moment where uh where Marty DeMoth just grabs you and and, and the and the boys. Yeah. And uh, yeah. here's what it sounded like. Marty sees his own blood. <laughs> So ridiculous. I'm going to grab him by the nutsack. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why it's not? It's weird hearing announcers drop the S-bombs, too. Um, it, it is crazy. Yeah, it's, but I think that's it, that's what makes Lucha work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to talk to you also. Just I know you got to get going. And I, I don't want to kill all of your time because I know that you just got <laughs> off a plane, came straight here. Now you're going to be doing I'm a rolling. seminar. I am rolling. With a bunch of uh, up-and-coming wrestlers here in the Northwest, oh, yeah. which has got to be cool for you to come back to where you oh, were yeah. born. To be show able me what to, you got. That's all I am. I'm always about show me what you got. Show me what you offer. And then... We go to a few months from now. You are going to be coming back for 
I'm beyond excited. Hey, I'm going to be a part of it all, and I, I can't wait to be a part yes. and be on the microphone there. And But Defy Wrestling is bringing you for a big independent show where it's going to be you taking on Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes, obviously, everyone... You know the name, and and recently when he left the WWE, he came up with the list of everything yeah. he wants to do, and here you are doing what you do, and the two of you are going to meet in the ring here in the Northwest, which has got to be, I personally am beyond excited about this. How do you feel about it? I mean, Cody, every time I've met him and interviewed him, he's an unbelievable, unbelievably great guy who has a lot of love for the art of wrestling, and, yeah. and, and I can tell that's the same with you. I can only imagine what you guys are going to put on in the squared circle is going to be unbelievable. I feel like what he's looking to prove on the independence and wrestling is the same thing I'm looking to prove as well. We both have very similar like uh, motivation. You know, He's out to prove he can, he can go and he can wrestle the best people, and this is what you've been missing out on for the past several years while he was um, on TV. But I'm on the same note. I feel like I'm looking to prove that I can wrestle the best people and I can main event with anybody, and mm-hmm. I can do the same thing. I, I'm. This is what you've. This is you've been missing out on me for this long. But here's now you're starting to see it, and this is what mm-hmm. you've been missing out on the whole t- the entire time. So we both have that same. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk yeah. about this. I'm, I'm ready for this <laughs> so, match <yeah>. today. <laughs> we both have very parallels. <laughs> you know, we're very, we're very, uh, actually uh, last weekend I just I finally met him uh-huh. in, in uh, England. So I just met him for the first time. We talked a little bit. He's he's looking forward to it. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're doing lucha and you're doing maybe even like CZW, where you're you're doing it consistently, and even the world of WWE where people are wrestling all the time, there's a rhythm. You get to know each other. You you you, yeah. you can probably kind of quote unquote wing it. Yeah. But here, you guys haven't wrestled. Right. Uh, you're wrestling in however long. What's the preparation for something like that? Do you guys get a hold of each other, or is it just something that on the oh, day no, of? It's it, that's the beauty of wrestling. It's so universal. Like I can go, I could go to Japan and like pick up with a, um, anybody in the locker room, and we could just get the clicking, and we just know like, oh man, okay, me, you, this, that, this, that, right. boom, okay, we got something good here. I feel like with Cody, we're gonna be, we're gonna have that same type of thing. We have different mindsets, but at the same time, it always like comes together, right? Because wrestling is a very universal language, you know, same like music. Everybody like everybody listens to the same music every once in a while. Everybody that's, that's great. knows, yeah. yeah, like like Backstreet Boys in Japan is the same thing as Backstreet Boys here, you know. And no different, like you know, I play drums. It's like right. I I it's not like I can't I could just go into a room with a, a guitarist, a bassist that yeah. I've never met, and you can just gel <laughs> over. The course of a few seconds, you get an um, rather quickly. Yeah. You can understand what their vibe is. Exactly. I, I never thought about it like that. Wrestling is the same exact way. Like me and Pentagon got in the ring. We were just like, oh man, oh yeah, oh like he, we'd finish each other's sentences. We're not speaking the same language at all. How hard is that? okay? I was going to ask that. Yeah. I always wonder about like the guys that have to that are not have to. It's not like someone's twisting your arm oh, to no, wrestle no. some of the world's best. But when you're wrestling guys that don't speak English and like they, it's it's universal. Like I said, like the, he was finishing like I'd say like a sequence, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then he goes, oh, "Here, here, here." I'm like, "Yeah." And we we just finish each other's sentences because we all have the same understanding of wrestling, right? Even if it's something different or a different like mold, we know like, "Oh, I should move slower for here." I should. Oh, I should change my body differently for you on this part because we know the rhythms. You know, once you pick up on that rhythm, you can wrestle anywhere. Like it's like it's almost like math. You know, you find okay. that you find that uh, format and you find that um, the pattern, then you can do any equation. Wow. If you figure that pattern out, 
You can just like, oh man, I can use this Pythagorean theorem to do this, and then yada yada yada. <laughs> oh, this works here. This, you know, like. See, that's why I could never be a good wrestler. I suck at math. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> oh, damn it! I'm terrible. I was hoping to use that as my excuse, but oh, if you're I'm, terrible at math. I'm you're awful an amazing at math, wrestler. But I was decent at like figuring out patterns. When I figured out a pattern, I was like, oh, I got it. Yeah. Like, um, it works with a lot of stuff, but wrestling is like the same way. Once you figure out a pattern, you can manipulate it. You can like shift things around, and now it's a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the wrestling is like a pattern, and um, I feel like um, everybody has their own, but if you, like, show each other your patterns, then, like, it becomes a whole new thing. Just creating, you mm-hmm. know, so, like like you said, comp- like getting with different bands and music. Yeah. Like, oh, y'all use this? Oh, oh, well, we usually do this, though. Oh, man, okay, how about put that there, and we put that there, and then, like, oh, you have a whole new song. Right, and you know? you've completely changed like this paradigm of thinking, yeah. which is is when you're doing anything that's artistic. That's yeah. that's all you exactly. hope for is to get inspired by whoever you're in a room with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's the most inspiring wrestler that you've been in the ring with? Like as in far as with, just, that is really upped your game. Ar Fox for sure. Yeah, um, Ricochet. And you got um, I, I saw that you and Ricochet are going to be uh, doing it up over yes. uh, at WrestleCon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much that's like um, that's all my mentors. Awesome. All my mentors, I put out a post on Instagram, like and Facebook, like there's five guys that influenced me yep. from like and truly shifted my whole way of thinking of wrestling. Adam Cole, Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan, Ar Fox, and Ricochet. Those are like those five key guys. That and you got a few of those guys that you're in the lucha with now too. Oh, yeah. like, you know, Sammy, I just saw him on the recent episode. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Oh no, like, man, yeah. the stuff he does is insane. Bro, I saw him at, when I went WrestleMania weekend. Um, we went to a wrestling match at like midnight. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah, and it was like he wrestled. I think Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage wrestled Joey Fox. Ryan, uh, yeah. Candice LeRae. It was just and Gargano was on there. Gargano, yes, I was at that show actually. Oh, then we were probably next to each other. Yeah, I was probably. There too. Yeah, it was like, like hundred people. Yeah, yeah. They, it was. They, it was surreal. I go to the bathroom. First person I see right next to me is Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm like, this is not the moment to say hey. Yeah, but it was but, you know. Hey, <laughs> I was like, hey, so you got the snake with you? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> terrible, yeah. Oh, you had terrible, to go. Terrible like, joke. I'll, yeah. I'll be upset if you didn't throw that pun at him. But dude, I was like, at first, I was like, I don't know if I could go. After spending all day at the AT and T, and I was just like, you know what? I'm, how many chances am I ever going to say that I got to go to a wrestling match at twelve thirty in the morning? And, and it's so cool because like you get to see the biggest wrestling event with like in Dallas, right? With, with WWE, and then you get to go to like a nice, small, intimate, um, live show. So you're getting like that's like getting that's like getting a huge band, and then go see your favorite underground band, and both yeah. equally entertaining for different reasons. Yeah. Like I remember, I was with my buddy. I'm like, you know, I'm so glad we spent the money, like whatever amount of money it oh, was. Yeah. Got a, a two dollar hot dog, which was <laughs> way cheaper than the food over. Oh yeah, <laughs> but no, oh, God, yeah. In general, you're right. I mean, seeing guys like Brian Cage wrestle in yeah. front of like a hundred people, like that was unbelievable. You get was, the you get the fix of both. Yeah, it was so, so much fun. I'm looking at the clock. I know you got to get running, so I just wanted to thank you. Oh no problem uh, for coming. I was bummed. I ordered the Shane Strickland uh, Tacoma shirt. Oh yeah. Hasn't shown. I got found today. Funny enough, I got the email saying it's been shipped. Oh, I'm like Jesus. bad timing. <laughs> I can't. I can't represent my guy when he's here in the studio. But I have a lot of love for you, and you can buy any of your stuff at ProWrestlingTees.com. I yes, saw sir. that you have a lot of great shirts available there. Support Shane, uh, and then I will be seeing you in January yes, when sir. you take on uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh uh, yes, for Defy Wrestling, DefyWrestling.com. Right. Yes, sir. I can't wait to see you, man. That's gonna be a lot oh, of fun. It's gonna be awesome. We're looking to give you a good show. And welcome sure. back to the Northwest. Oh, thank you. Thank you for welcome. Me. Nice. And uh, is there your Twitter is at Strickland Chain? Yes. Twitter, Instagram at Strickland Chain. Perfect. Easy, easy. I'm easy to find everywhere. Hit him up. Tell him hi. All Please right, th- do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There you go. 
James Strickland, kill shot, Lucha Underground. Keep watching Lucha Underground as the season goes on. Trust me, kill shot is a huge, huge part of the end of Lucha Underground this season. And it's just going to be awesome. And then see Shane Strickland January 13th, taking on Cody Rhodes. That's going to be a blast. Tickets are on sale now. Just go to defywrestling.com. All right, that's the podcast. I'm shocked we even did another podcast during vacation. Working hard over here. All right, we'll be back next week with The Rev, with Glenn Cannon. Thanks for listening, as always. Happy New Year, and stay positive. We gotta stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.